On today's episode, we cover the combat phase and our impressions of the Tomb King Necrolith Bone Giant. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Old World Fanatics, your Warhammer fantasy podcast to quench your hobby thirst for all things the Old World. I'm one of your hosts, Gomer, and I'm joined by Andrew and Josh once again. How is everyone today? Yeah, good. Thanks, Gomer. Not you bad. Go. Not bad at all. On our new uh, Tuesday recording session time. Yeah, yeah. It's worked <laughs> out <time>. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how long we have to do this, but we'll see because... Something tells me Monday still works better for us, but um, we'll see how we go. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go. We got. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be another three couple more of articles. Least. There's a couple yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one on morale. Uh, yeah, and they they're going to have to do yeah. magic, aren't they? Or do you think? Do you think they'll do a separate magic one? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess I mean, we'll get into that. Covered magic yeah, slightly <laughs> in each article, just yeah, vaguely. Yeah. yeah, we still don't know. Yeah, about casting. How and levels and yeah. dispelling and yeah, who knows? Yeah. They, could do, they could do a weapons one. Are they, they going to do a base sizes one? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would. That's the one we're all asking for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the ridiculous. one they haven't given us. Nah, yeah. they're so vague. Uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, yeah, classified information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. They came out with a twenty-five like six months ago. Yeah. yeah. They haven't. <laughs> there's been no further information. No. I wonder if so there's what a. What the hell, guys? I wonder if they don't even know. Well, surely they do. I don't know. There must be repackaging stuff. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're just waiting till it releases, and they don't want everyone to have rebased, ready to go. Uh, I mean, everyone says may, it's maybe they, they feel to, like um, you've, you've rebased it. and done your army. They're less likely. You're less likely to then buy the new. Buy models. a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You know? yeah, yeah. Might be selling the bases. The new source bases. Well, people saying well, that yeah, it's yeah. selling the bases, but I mean, I. I guess, yeah, I don't know, maybe that's true. I feel like they're not making that much money from the bases. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought yeah. so. Hey. But, I, but then again, you do need a base for every model, so who knows, maybe, yeah. Just trying to know. squeeze every penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, half well, the models come uh, with bases, though, as well. Like, yeah. You know, they come yeah. in the box most of the time. Yeah. And they're not attacked with the high precision hard plastic. It's like the... It's probably that cheapest plastic there that they use. It's been around yeah. for like 40 years. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're going to cover the usual. Well, we had the Warhammer preview, which um, I guess we'll get into in the main topic because that's one of the things we'll chat about, um, which was uh, well, exciting and not so much exciting, I guess. Not as much. I don't know. We could have seen more, but I'm assuming we will keep seeing more, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, and then we've got the combat phase to go through as usual. So we did yep. two two yeah. phases last week to catch up. We just need to do one. I know. That was a mega a big mega one, though. Like, last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that? Last week was a mega episode. Oh, mega. Yeah, it was. Both it? those episode, articles and then the slow grow and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it went big. Um, yeah, and that's pr- so that's pretty much it. The the two big things. There's a couple of other like minor things which we can chat about. Um, you know, just around releases. I had some questions with to you guys about uh, factions and stuff, but we'll get into that probably just as we finish off the combat phase stuff. I reckon. So as usual, we might as well. I will whack into some news stuff because I mean, obviously the topic is all news, but we won't cover that here. But I did want to say. Um, I put this out on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. I guess most people know by now that we've got a, well, it looks to be a, a new game logo or Facebook group logo, but it has the 
the year, well, we think it's the year of the actual game yeah. setting, the 2276. So I guess for those who hadn't seen that, that's the new Facebook group that's being created for the Warhammer the Old World. Uh, do you guys think that's going to be, uh, like that's got to be the rule book cover, do you reckon, as well? Do you reckon it, that'll be? It looks that way, oh, yeah. 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 Pl- very plausible. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing, so like I look back, so it's 25 to 26 years before the Great War against Chaos, depending on if you if you care about their invasion of Ulthuan or not, I guess, because I think that was first and then and then the next year they came into the Empire. So it depends how much you care about elves as to when you define when the Great War of Chaos started or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's not technically in the old world, is it? So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, no, it looks good. I mean, I think we all knew it was a couple of decades before that, but it's, I don't know, it seems pretty cool to get a date. Um mm. The thing I'm excited about with that year is it is also about 20 years before the um, the, the False Grail with the Mulesson uh, um, stuff going on there too. Yeah, so that's, yes. that sort of fits in yep. that timeline as yep. well, which is which is kind of fun. I think it's yeah. a very popular little um, theme, mm. those Mulesson themed armies. So it'd be exciting if they do have a little um, campaign or scenario book is that around the, that. that um, might be. Uh, is that the vampire type one or is this just yeah. the one where they've got mm. arcades? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the Blood Knights, aren't they, I think? Where the Blood Knights came from, I believe. I don't know where... Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. We have to get better at this. I think we might be doing a Christmas special or something podcast with a couple of the other guys doing some law, like quizzes. So we better get... We're going to get out. Yeah. Get our don't want to embarrass to ourselves too much. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be open. I am. Yeah, no yeah. idea. I'd almost rather just like a rule... <laughs> rule questions i could probably yeah. get that right yeah, yeah. Oh, well <laughs> not that i'm you even know. that good at it it's just yeah i don't know nah, nah, yeah a bit more black and white uh cool yeah so that, i mean that's if people hadn't seen that we'll leave the link in but i mean i don't think anything's happening in that group yet but it's worth you know it is what it is yep. it's all coming um <clears throat> there was also to i don't know if it was today yesterday i saw another book like in my usual i mean a it seems to be all the fad at the moment with um, a lot of people doing interviews with, you know, the the, the greats, so to speak, of um, all the OGs of the Warhammer and Games Workshop, you know, Citadel universe back in the, you know, 70s, 80s. And John Blanche, uh, there's a, a new biography coming out called The uh, Rise of Grimdark, which has got a limited pre-order and I had a link and it doesn't work anymore. So I guess we were theorising that. Apparently, Josh, you said there was only like 90 books or something i think yeah i read somewhere it was the there was a pre-release that only had like 90 copies um, wow yeah so that's, that's ridiculous right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah, there might yeah. be a general release where it's like yeah more but okay um, cool yeah. well i'm gonna yeah. i'll keep a look at that because that would be an interesting book to get just on the, um the just... daka daka forum i read that so you know take it oh, with okay. a grain of salt <laughs> okay. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean it looked cool and um i mean I've, i don't know i've never really been i remember you know, following all this, you know, obviously growing up with it. And I don't think John Blanche was exactly my favourite artist, I'd say, purely because I, I probably grew up in the fourth and fifth edition colourful era. Um, but I would definitely see that in hindsight and then obviously how he set up. He was obviously one of the the grimdark builders of, you know, the first, second, third edition and that real look of, yeah, grimdark, I guess, you know, the you know for both Warhammer and 40K. So... Like I do like it probably more now than when I remember as a kid. I was like, oh man, these pictures are weird. They're all one color, and you know, I don't know, you know what I mean. Like they're yeah, all yeah. like, yeah, just yeah. yeah. They they were very yeah. arty, which is cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, not when you're young. Yeah, 
Yeah, I sort of like the big, you know, over the top, you know, go trek. I don't know who painted all those guys and all that sort of stuff, but it wasn't really realistic. Whereas his stuff, I guess his stuff isn't so much realistic as it is just a very set style. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. It'd be interesting to get. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's I don't know. Was there anything else happening, popping around uh, the interwebs in the last week that that aren't isn't related to the Warhammer community updates? I don't think so. No, pretty cool right on the Western Front. I feel like you're more plugged in with this stuff. Well, yeah, need, to be honest. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good, cool. Okay, well, let's. We're gonna. As I said, we're gonna cover the two Warhammer preview stuff: the Tomb King Dragon at the mm. uh, Warhammer Championships, and obviously the uh, combat phase. But before then, let's get on to some hobby. Um, let's go top to bottom then. No, sorry, bottom to top on our notes here. We've got Andrew first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start start mm-hmm. off at the smallest. So, yeah, I've been um, in my shed purging the demons of chaos. Um, so, yeah, as I've spoken to you guys about previously, um, I'm purging one of my many, many armies. So I've been going through all the boxes. Um, I've totaled up over 100 lots so each lot is like a unit of 10 and or like a, a character or a war machine so you can imagine wow. like the, the scale mm-hmm. of the amount of crap i had um so basically packaging it up um fixing it up and just basically you know trying to flog it off for i don't know 30 percent of retail <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah was it like was it mostly painted as well or was it like new it was all or? sorts of stuff like yeah oh, okay. it was literally yeah. it was mm. i i sort of start with like an army so i'll usually buy an army of somebody and then oh, i need this i need that i need that and then you slowly just get just everything um in various states and forms with this grand idea of restoring this and painting that and you know, but it all ends up in a box because I buy another army, and so so the cycle continues. Um, I found so anyway, your eBay, by the way. I just found it. Ooh, <laughs> Six nice. hundred items sold, man, <laughs> wow. on your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you are, a, you are, a, you you'd are. Probably a shop. See, you'd probably see, you'd probably see at least six hundred items bought easily. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> don't tell me that, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I um, yeah, I, I tend to. Oh, I dream, I dream, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I dream a little bit too much. So, I've bought I bought a bunch of armies and sold a bunch of armies. And I mean, just recently, like I, I've I've sold Skaven probably two years ago, and now I've just bought another Skaven army. So, <laughs> uh, don't, just don't problem? ask. Is it not? Just, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You know, just somebody will be selling something oh that's awesome it's painted up really good but you'll get it and it's like it doesn't have everything so now i'm like buying other stuff so anyway we won't we won't get into that i'm sure i'm not the only one out there i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have got these gigantic collections just sitting in boxes with the yeah people like unless they're doing what you're doing they probably don't even know how much they've got yeah yeah Mm, it's just hopes and dreams hopes and dreams of one day having this big room you know, that your missus is going to somehow let you have this gigantic room full of display cases of immaculately painted, painted miniatures. Mm, mm. Anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll continue. So that that's, um, while I was putting together these lots and gluing, um, Gomo sent through a comment, um, 
something I spoke about previously in the previous episode about a, a certain super glue that was like a gel. Um, and basically old mate said, Oh, um, uh, there's a glue that's a gel that you can get from office work. So this is Australian people only, obviously. So mm. I, I went and got this glue. It's a study mate, super, super glue gel. Um, it's like $2 something like it's cheap as chips for three. Um, I'm on my second tube now. Um, and it's actually, if you do like a gel glue, it's a cheap alternative. Um, the only problem is it's consistencies. Like the first tube I got, um, like it was real runny for the first little bit. And then it got sort of more into a gel. And then the second lot, it was kind of like a bit, um, congealed almost already. Um, so yeah, mm. I, I so definitely have quali- to shake that stuff, do you? I mean, it's just super glue. It's so tiny. Yeah, it's just just super glue. Yeah. But um, yeah. Cool. Uh, overall, like I, I just <laughs> find it's really good because you can glue something, hold it for a few seconds, mm. and, and sort of move it a little bit. But not... yeah, and it, it holds itself, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I've just found it's just so much easier than having to because I'm impatient. Mm. Um, I don't like sitting there for a minute just trying to hold on to something. Um, so yeah. It's Study Study Mate Super Glue Gel from Office Works. Mm. Uh, big shout out to old mate. Oh, yeah, and I can't, <laughs> can't even call out his real name because I can't. I didn't screenshot it, and and now so yep. I feel bad because it's just that we get. I think I'm on. I don't know. There's three or four different channels where we get like messages and comments, yeah, yeah. and I lose track of where they've come from. He knows who he is. Um, he knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. he knows who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, I got so, his avatar thanks. there, but now I can't remember who it was. <laughs> so, thanks, mate. Yeah, have prepped a bit better. Cool. No, Do you good. ever use activator spray? Like when you're that impatient? Do you, uh, do you use a typical activator? Being that I don't know what activator is, I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> does that does that oh, um man, help should. the process? Is it is it like a curing agent to rapid cure? It cures the superglue like Instantly. immediately. Yeah. Effective yeah, right. like within one or two seconds. It it's kind of stinky. Mm. Um and you know, I'm not sure really what kind of vapors are in it. Um, there's a few different types of them. Can, there's like four or five different brands. Um, yeah. uh, and like, Do you effectively put it on like the opposite like zap, side? It's got like Zip Quicker. I think Zap makes one. I've got a couple of them. So if you have two pieces, do you put the activator on one, the soup glue on the other, and then when they meet, it basically fast kill? Is that the way it works? Uh, yeah. Well, what I usually do is I stick them together and then I spray it with one hand. Um, oh. But definitely, does it you get can into the, the join and then activate it that way? Well, it sort of activates from the outside. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it affects the glue, it dries out or something, and then the glue just sets. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a technique where yeah, you'll pl- spray the activator on one end and then put the glue on the other, as you say, and then and then combine them. Yeah. Um, the only risk with that is it sets almost immediately, and if you mm. don't have the pieces aligned exactly how you want the first go yeah right. it just sets and you're like oh shit so that's yeah. why i usually put the glue in first sort of get because i know i've got time to sort of set it like we'll get it settled in the right spot in the right angle and yep. then i've sort of got to hold it between my thumb mm. thumb and forefinger one hand and then to get the glue the spray and go yeah and it, yeah it takes less than a second and the, and the super glue takes and for like gluing yeah, large right. metal models it is oh so much easier <laughs> yeah yeah that actually um, sounds really good and does yeah, it just yeah, evaporate? Like, because you'll spray the whole area, will you? And does that just sort of evaporate? Yeah, it evaporates. Well? It. Like, it's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think like I've heard of it. I just never used it. Yeah, I think I've I find it to be really good. But I think some people 
I've heard some people complain a bit that it might be a little bit, little bit more brittle than just letting it set naturally. But I find it just as yeah, strong, okay. really. I don't find it any problem with it yeah. whatsoever, and it makes yeah gluing things with super glue it's a, a super easy breeze. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds that sounds pretty good actually. And with, what are you, are you still putting to what? What are you gluing? Are you gluing those um, fire glaives and stuff still, like the case dwarves and stuff? Oh me? Yeah. Mm. No, no. Oh, this was just. Um, oh, you're just testing it. No, no. Oh, just when I take stuff out of boxes, um, it's oh, just bits are broken. Fix. Yeah, right. Yeah, just yeah, fixing so everything just, up. For yeah, I just got to okay. fix stuff go. up. Um, yeah, it's just gluing yep. arms on, and you know, I've got all my pink horrors, and I've got yeah. arms missing, and yeah, just stuff like that. But yeah, no, no, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. so I'll I'll try out this activator. It sounds yeah, sounds. So the only, yeah, the only thing is, yeah, you should probably do it in a well-ventilated area. Yeah, That's yeah. The only <laughs> caution I would give you. Might have to read the uh, SDS <laughs> safety data <laughs> sheet, make sure yeah. it's uh, yeah, not carcinogenic. Or <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Yeah. Cool. Stuff we do in this hobby. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded um, like that was Andrew. What do you think? Yeah. Well, apart from spraying activator, well, I have been using it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I got a little a fiend of Slanesh in the in the mail a couple of days ago. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, I was putting him together because um, uh, that's that's coming up as part of the slow grow down the line. You know, it's part of the um, Cold of Slanesh army. The little you can take fiends of Slanesh, which is a nice element that you know as a when it's a dark elf army, you don't have many unbreakable monsters mm. sort of, you know, as an option in an army. So, you know, it's an interesting way. It's an interesting element to have um, as an option to play to play with. So, but yeah, so that was one of the things I was doing was putting together him and just green stuffing his edges and that type of thing. Um, uh, in terms of the... Uh, sorry, I was working on the for on the um, fields and the and the ponds. Mm, yep. um, I've done a bit more work on oh, those. You did share with us a cool little picture of what you were working on. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I printed off and based up all the little cows, cows. and sheep. That's impressive. <laughs> Forty They're mil impressive. bases. <laughs> Highly detailed. Oh, they are. They're really good uh, scalps. Uh, so, uh. Like the the cows. I think they're like. I think those were scans of like Holsteins or something. Um, yeah, right. So they're very realistic. Uh, yeah. They're anatomically realistic then as well. Yeah, so, I would yeah, looking at them awesome. from my professional um, yeah. opinion, they are highly yeah. anatomically realistic. <laughs> um, uh, which, by the way, when I was putting together that fiend, I don't know if you guys know, but the hind legs on that fiend are actually supposed to be backwards. Like the, oh no! Like I mean, hock. I sort of I'm envisioning what it looks like because I remember what they look like, but not. So like, he's it's got level. its back legs, its ho- its knees, yeah. and its hocks. Like they they look like normal, you know, quadrupedal yeah. hind legs. Yeah. But what the yeah. way he's put together the photos <laughs> is actually you know uh, backwards. Now yeah. when I did put it together, the first time I put it together, <laughs> I actually put, put the put legs it. facing forward because <laughs> I'm like. This, this is anatomically. This, is this, yeah. this has to be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I, like ten minutes after I glued them together, I, was, I saw some photos of someone had painted it, and I was like, "Oh, that's backwards." And I, then I looked up for some more photos just to confirm that's how it was supposed to be. <laughs> oh, before, damn before, it. I, before I pulled it apart, I was like, "Damn it!" My professional uh, opinion's opinion. got the way. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Stupid uh, chaos, chaos playing cool. in my head. Um, uh, maybe, so yeah, no. I, maybe the legs are in the right way. It's just the entire upper body's around the other way. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's right. 
that's it's all matter of perspective. <laughs> yeah. Glass half empty, glass half full. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, no, Shaggy for Cattle, yeah, I, so I based them up and primed them um, and I've started to paint, I painted the base of the, the fields and the water um, and I've, so I'm starting to do some texturing and the fields I'll put, you know, next week I'll probably do some hedging and, and maybe. Yeah, so you haven't got to the up. resin part because that was a bit that you were wondering how you're going to get that depth. Yeah, that'll be the last it, bit. Yeah, I'm gonna do the yeah. oh, the rest of it first. So I, yeah. I've you know got to do the the sculpting and the painting, which I've done. Then I'm gonna do the texturing, and I'm gonna do all the grass and all the other foliage. So I have it like the whole thing completely done, and then the resin will be the very last bit to yeah. go on, which might be in a couple of weeks, hopefully, if I yeah keep up the pace. Um, and then this is this is gonna be the most beautiful. Mm. Bloody it's event. Table one. Yeah, table yeah, one yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be, everyone's just going to be so jealous. Just like, oh, look at these sixth edition boys. What is going on? It's beautiful. It's going to be too pretty to play on. That's my aim. Too pretty to use. Just everyone sit there and look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, uh, yeah, where was I? So. Yeah, I was also painting, so I finished the crossbows, so I've got them to unit of 10 now. Um, I've done the the musician and the standard for the devoted, the witch elf girls. Um, just haven't done the banner yet. I've painted it, but I haven't done an icon or worked out what element you know I'm going to be using. Like, obviously, I'm going to be using a Slanesh icon. I'm just not sure. Is that a flat banner? Like, you're going to paint it, freehand it? It's a it's a banner yeah. that needs to be freehanded. Yeah. Um, I might mm. print off some transfers if I can find the right image online, and then I've only got a black and white printer, so that means I just like print off an outline and then yeah, stick it yeah. on as a transfer, and then I can just color in, which is also a fun way to do it. Yeah. Um, but there's some transfers in the Dark Elf Regiment box, and I might like use as a background or something. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure yet. I've just got. I've just been trying to work out what to do in that regard. Um, I haven't finished the three mountain demon nets yet to make up a unit of five, but I've like got them half done now. And then probably the thing I spent most time doing this week. I know this is quite a long list, but this is probably the thing I spent most of my time doing was actually working on the cold one nights. Um, just putting together the right helmet elements and shields and um, uh, printing off test things and then and slowly just constructing them. Because um, uh, I was talking last week about using the Lost Kingdom miniature yep. helmets and shields. Yep. Um, and I printed, like I, I actually, yeah, I was using the helmets and I tried to make them a little bit more elongated in the slicer just so they'd be a bit more elvish. I printed them off and they were still quite blocky. Um, when I printed it off and I when I stuck it on like when I just tested it on the on the body of the cold one, I'm like, oh, it's, it's losing a bit of elvishness. It looks mm. too humanoid almost, you know, because yeah. they also got that nice long, thin, classic sort of conical helmet. Um what I ended up doing was because I actually have a scan of one of the cold one nights, not the whole box, just one, but it gave me a helmet. And that helmet uh. meant I could then sort of put it in the slicer with the other other um, yeah, yeah. Um, helmet. And if I got the right shape, like the right angle going in the right sort of scale, I could use the the front of the Lost Kingdom miniature helmet because it's got these nice engravings that look a bit slaneshy. Oh, um, yeah. and, then, and then have the rest of the helmet disappear into the elven helmet. Um, and then they also had like these little plume things as well um, with the slaneshy icon at the base of the plume. 
Um, so managed to align that into the into the um, peak of the helmet as well. So it's got like almost like a swordmaster style plume thing coming mm. off. Yeah. Um, that I'm gonna it gives you opportunity to add some more pinkishness to the unit, just some some more color if I paint yeah, those yeah. sort of in a bright color. So I've got those. The helm the shields will look pretty good. So I put the shields on, um, uh, and I've also one of the things that I missed from the earlier editions of the Cold One Riders is pennants, is banners. So, because the eighth edition one, even the box, like there's no banners on them apart from the standard bearer. Um, uh, but the fourth edition ones do actually have pennants. And so I've yeah, actually right. been like, I want some pennants on this. I want to <laughs> paint more colors because, yeah, you yeah. know, like if it was classic dark elf, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have done it. But mm, for mm. some reason, because it's, it's a, you know, they're going to have mark of slanesh, so they need to be yeah, quite, yeah. I want them to be colorful. So I've just gone back to my old Bretonian style of, you know, paint, cutting up plastic um, sheets and, you know, using a candle to, to melt them in a wavy way. Um, uh, once I've started putting it on the end lights. of the spear thing. What is that? Yeah. 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 I had to cut away some spikiness a little bit here yeah. or there, but, but, yeah. but yeah, it comes together. Okay. The only thing was, the only difference was when I was doing the Brotonians, there was metal miniatures with metal lances that don't melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I was doing it on the, the cold one nights, initially I was a bit concerned about the heat. So I did actually sort of semi melt them on, on a, on a, like a brass rod first. But then after a go, a couple of goes, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to stick it on the lands and see how I go. The resin surprisingly is less um, susceptible to heat mm, than the original wow, plastic the plastic, ones. Wow. The yeah. plastic ones did melt quite easily. Like they softened and bent. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, Better straighten this up and let it <laughs> let it cool in the straight. So it was fine, but yeah, the 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 original plastic ones, yeah, they really they really soften quite easily when you apply some some heat directly to them. <laughs> Just yeah. oh, this, this is going to look so good when you're done. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I mean, say, I yeah, the the way you're able to just yeah add different. 3D print stuff. I mean, now it's not sort of new, but I mean, I, you know, I don't even do any of that, so it's going to be. Oh, uh, it just, just cha cha changes to a different hobby. level of what I can do. Mm. I, I, I should, I'll show you guys a photo of of. Yeah, I took a couple of photos before and after I, because I primed them now, so you can't see what's 3D printed or not anymore. But I'll take yep. a couple. I'll, I'll send you the photos of yeah, get before and afterwards. Because yeah, once you prime, yeah. it, all, it all disappears. It just it just looks yeah, like, yeah, looks yeah. A model. Well, yeah, like it's so, supposed to all be yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And did you have like you had trouble with the the banner sizing did, was this helmet stuff just the shape or did, was it also the size like do you have those same issues where you sort of like print it out going oh it's too small or big or it was more just a it was easier because i had the helmet there in the mm. slicer and and this was something that was more easily gauged than the staff or the sand i was doing the other week really so yeah. um uh, more just the look you just wanted to get it was that just right. the yeah. just getting the look right this the the shields i did have to do a second print on just to get the right size of the shield, but other, otherwise it was it felt a less less painstaking than <laughs> the standard mm. did the other yeah, one yeah. for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so this, uh, your printer's just running day and night, is it? <laughs> Every night. <laughs> <laughs> is it actually like I was? Is it almost better to do that anyway because you're not sort of having to clean it up as much? Like, is that a thing? If you know what I mean, like you've just you, pour some more resin in and yeah, sort of laid off. Uh, and, I, yeah, I probably use it, yeah, three or four prints a week, you know. Mm. So probably every second day I'll think of something to print. Or if I'm doing something, I'll have it going constantly if there's a particular project I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like just even just t today I was printing a couple of things. I was printing off some more um, 
uh, bases because I didn't have any forty mil bases of the style I'm using for this army for my for the fiend. So I couldn't I couldn't prime the fiend today unfortunately because I didn't have a base to sit it on because I wanted to glue it on before I prime it. Mm. So I'm printing those off and then in the afternoon I was I came up with an idea for movement trays for these guys. Yeah. Um, where I've been because I've been printing off movement trays but I've always printed them with a lip. And today I was thinking, why is why do I always have a lip there? Like I've got quite strong magnets mm. on these yeah. these trays. Yeah. Why not just have just a flat the bottom? You don't even see. Bottom, yeah. Just have yeah. an adhesive metal sheet on it, and then just have the magnets, you know, magnetized. Like, because I'm I'm putting all this effort into like texturing the bases, like the, yeah, the yeah. river trays that mm. then makes that tray like you can't move between different armies as easily because you know if you're gonna flick it around, it doesn't quite. I'm having fit. the same uh, like. But why? Why am I putting with this the effort? 40k base uh, movement trays that I use because they're plastic round because I can't not use trays. Mm. And then, yeah, some other guys have these round, you know, they're groups of five or ten, but they're like, yeah, just like a, they're just metal. Um, yeah. And you don't see them when you clip it. Obviously, put everyone on the unit, you don't see it. I was like, oh, mate. it would, yeah, it would, um, it would stop you having to do a lot more more work. It's like yeah. you can't see the tray anyway. Yeah. I got I metal think, trays, no. but they got a slight lip at the yeah, front just to like, it makes it easier to just. Slide them forward and just like yeah, you don't have them to do any place. modeling on that. Yeah. You just it just you put it in. Oh yeah, yeah. But you no, do yeah. see them. That's yeah. You I see that. You see a thing. small lip. Yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But, mm. Yeah. So I, I'm sort of keen to do that. Although ironically, with the old world coming through, I'm going to need base adapters anyway. So you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a brief revelation that I work for sixth edition, and then once yeah. I'm using base <laughs> adapters for the old world, it's <laughs> it's going to yeah, be pointless yeah. anyway. Yeah. And. Yeah. I think that's oh uh not quite uh so what do you guys think about removing metal tabs off metal metal miniatures? Yes, yeah, so, hang on. So I wasn't sure what you meant by that when you said metal. Uh, you're talking about the literal shades, as in the dark elf shade. Is that what you're talking about when you said? Yeah, yeah. So well, I've got some dark elf shades, and I'm considering. I'm just yeah, trying you, to work out how to. Base Josh them. was asking about. I've got some genuine ones. Dilemma about like, metal shades to remove the metal tab or not. Are you talking about that that goes in the slotter base? Yeah, the, yeah, the slotter, slotter base. Ah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Not yeah. specifically to the shades, just in general. Like, I mean, is I it d- desecrating the miniature to, to remove oh. that tab? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. I guess but I don't I've done do it now. Yeah. Only because oh. I, I don't find the um, slotter base ones much anymore. So I think the times I've had to do it, I have cut it off. But it's a good point. Yeah. If they're in a dynamic pose and you're going to like pin them onto something like it's jumping off a rock, then mm. I'd say yes. But I, I don't know for a general. Depends if they always end up looking diagonal. That's the only problem with some of those yeah. like metal yeah. ones like that. They're like, just because they're on the slot. Oh, I don't know. You get a bit more flexibility when you can move it around. Yeah. And they don't always line up like the slotters. It's almost like they don't account for it sometimes. And they kind of, mm. they look a bit awkward. Like they're not all facing a, you know the the best direction, I suppose, the most aesthetic yeah. direction that they could be. I'm trying to think which one I've. Yeah, I mean, such a, the only ones I would have done lately would have been. I don't know if you know if the Tomb King ones, the Tomb King. What it was metal, but I don't know if he's. No, the yeah, the must have had a slotter thing on it, but um, yeah, it's gone because I put it on a scenic base. So I don't know, must have cut it off. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I must have done it for nah. my watches now, I think about it. That was years ago, though. Mm. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Wood, Wood Elves are like a classic if they're like, you know, standing on a stump or kind of, you know, mm. like, I, I think I think you have to with those. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Maybe I'll just have to bite the bullet and do it. Mm. Are you worried about desecrating? Like, would you re like you want to keep it as in original? Is that what you mean? Or you just, yeah, in, yeah, in the original condition. That's that's yeah. the yeah. Because I'm sure I can base it like strong enough that it'll be stable. It's just a mm. matter of whether I make that irreversible <laughs> change. <laughs> keep them all. Maybe I'm getting too much into a collector's mindset yeah. these days. Not yeah, a yeah, yeah. mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh I think, um, to be honest, it feels like to me, I mean, yes, you can strip it all back, so it probably is relevant what I'm about to say, but I'm like, I feel like if you, if it's all stripped back and just the, the miniature, then it, it's cool to have it there. But if you've painted the whole army up, I don't think people, I don't know, it feels like it's done now. Like you wouldn't know it's not there anyway. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. Once you've once it's base and painted, you wouldn't really know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But you, you'll know, Josh. You'll know. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tossing and turning. I'm tossing and turning over this, and I'll probably have forgotten about it by the time I'm done. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I swear, yeah. it must be the first time I've heard that though. Um, it's probably not. If you go to the old hammer, bloody groups or something, they're probably all debating about it. Uh, <laughs> Especially those really old ones, though, where they didn't they name every miniature like it had a, it actually had a name. Like it wasn't like Goblin One, Goblin Two actually had like names. Oh, is it, isn't that where right Slambo back. came from? So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, old, that old Chaos Warrior. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And you, yeah, if you cut that off, that the name's gone. So, oh, anyway. true, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Is that your one? That's, that was a busy uh, week, Josh. I think so. Uh, <laughs> a pretty yeah, busy week. It's committed. Busy week. I, had a, committed I had a slightly yeah. longer weekend than normal, which gave me oh, a bit okay. more time yeah, to yeah. just like do all this stuff. I was also designed the scenario for this logo oh, next month yes, as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I did um, see that on the note. Which, which played a little bit on um, one of the scenarios from that's coming up in Uprising as well, where it's uh, essentially essential objective um, uh, where you get uh, one battle point. Uh, oh, no. Is it? No, sorry. Two battle points if you hold the objective in second turn and two battle points if you hold it in the fourth turn as well and then four points if you hold it in the sixth turn and then an additional four points if you win on win victory points as well so was it two points yeah i think it's two points actually so but yeah it's it's one of those objective scenarios where um it's rewarding holding objective through the whole game Mm. um, and then a little bit extra for uh, victory points um, the other thing I added to just to help a little bit with some of the imbalance in these small armies is if you're holding this in objective, you get an extra dispel dice. Um, just oh, because okay. a lot of these yeah. small armies that we have, a lot of them don't even have magic. Yeah. Um, so it might actually just help a little bit with that at this, at yeah. this sort of 600 point level um, as such. Oh, yeah. Because cool. that's, so, uh, no, that's, that's, it was in six weeks, wasn't it, from your last, it wasn't monthly, oh. was it? It was. Is this one is month. This is four four weeks oh, because okay. six weeks from the last one would have been Christmas week. Oh, would have been like twenty fourth like of so December. Yeah, the other <laughs> yeah. Christmas okay. Eve or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to push it forward, and yeah, yeah. two weeks earlier. Really, I didn't even yeah. want to do the week before Christmas because even that's too close. Yeah, you yeah know? that's good. Yeah. So so yeah. I squeeze it in for the tenth, um, and then there'll be every five weeks after that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, that I'm, is my hobby time. Mm, What's your hobby? Uh, <laughs> not, not a heap. I mean, I've been just trying to finish these bloody sepulchral stalkers. I've got one left. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't love painting them for some reason. I don't know what it is. And now I'm worried because I've got to do the actual snake rider ones, the Necropolis Knights. They might actually be better. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, 
It, and to be honest, it's probably just motivation because I can't use them like in six, like in CanCon, like I'm not using them. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Then that's probably what it is. Whereas, like, if once mm. the whole world's out and you're trying to do a list and you need, you know, six of them, I'll probably, I'll probably smash them out, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need that motivation of a game. Yeah. Yeah. To get through it. I and swear. I think, yeah. so I don't think I'm going to go onto the snakes, like the snake riders next. I'll probably, I might try the one of the, um, Oh God, I can't remember what they're called. But you know the big one. What's it called? Like the, not the Titan thing. Uh, the, Camry War Sphinx and what's what's the other build of it? It's the War Sphinx and the oh, that flying one. Oh, yeah, I don't know which one's yeah. flying or not flying. I can't remember. Um, the problem is, yeah. Do I? I mean, I, I remember I've looked at one of them. I put it together, but in a way that I think I can magnetize parts of the other one, but now I can't remember what, like it's not fully put together. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I can work out if I can even do that or not. Um, but the other one's just in the box still. So I'll, I'll probably leave that in the box until Old World comes out and I know what, you know, do I want to do a particular build yeah, or not? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, but I might as well get that guy done up because it's probably, it, well, until we get onto this dragon thing, it's the biggest sort of Tomb King model. So I might as well try and get one of them painted and see what type of styling and how it looks. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I am doing some um, heretical stuff on the side with still with the 40K stuff and, and actually heresy as well. I just <laughs> <laughs> I did go and um, – Double heresy. Wait, you've gone from 40K or well, now you're doing heresy well. painting Like I've been debating well. heresy or 40K and I've already got orcs. I bought a bunch of them but I did buy – some Mark Three Marines, just to, but that would be like I guess what I'm trying to do with this stuff is like get something that's I don't care as much about and I can just speed paint it really quick. Um, that's why I was trying with the orcs with speed painting, like sorry with the contrast paints. Um, but obviously I don't know they take a bit longer because I I am You're still doing layers think. and you know whereas yeah, I, yeah. I found um, <laughs> what's he's called mediocre hobbies on Instagram. He does he's got a or YouTube whatever he's got a um playlist of painting every legion with speed paints in under like five like it's like heaps it's literally just you know three speed paints or whatever you know contrast paints bang bang yeah, bang yeah. for each different legion and then he does another round of just layers if you want to make it look a little better but it's not like it's it's few, full just contrast and one round of yeah. layering it's not even like edge highlighting marines like if you're edge highlight, highlighting marines it probably takes forever um there's none of that hmm. and I still think it looks okay. Like we put it on an okay base. Like and I'm using all games workshopy base stuff. Like just you know, just the Martian textured stuff and yeah, just dry yeah. brush it. And I've got already got some um, Martiany. I think it's called. Mar- oh, I don't know what it is. It's like this just rocks that you'd find on Mar. Like it's pr- it's from yeah. that base ready range or whatever. Like you don't even yeah, need yeah. to paint it. You can just glue the whole thing down but i don't i just glue bits of them onto it so like the basing takes nothing as well um and so i'm like uh maybe it wouldn't be hard to get smash outs at marines (laughs) because i don't (laughs) want to play with some of our other guys here Uh, in newcastle so i was like eh, pretty easy the problem is then you got to choose which bloody legion you want to play and i have no idea so yeah yeah um but yeah look to be honest i'm just playing around with speed contrast paints and tying tying over until our world comes out because <laughs> yeah well i mean after last weekend i can probably paint more of the tomb kings than what i have but you know i was holding out not touching chariots and foot troops and stuff because i wasn't sure what they were going to do you know i didn't want to go down and paint a crap ton of skeletons to see that they just brought out a whole new batch of them 
year um, range. Yeah. So now we potentially yeah. know that's not happening. I might actually start back on some of them. We'll see. But yeah, that was it. I didn't really get a lot done, to be honest, in hobby outside of that. So cool. That's our mm. hobby time. Yeah. Well, we should get on to the main topic then of the day, which will come in after this transition. <laughs> Using these effects. Um, cool, guys. What do you want to talk through? What do you want to talk through first? The Warhammer preview stuff? The, da, 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 the Tomb yeah, King Yeah, we'll do the preview first. Stuff? So. Yeah, cool. So um, everyone would have seen it by now. It is the, what do they call it? Not not Tomb King Bone Dragon. It was called something else. Necrolith? Necrolith something. Bone something, something. I love how they just come up with stuff. Yeah, Necrolith Bone Dragon. Mm. Well, I don't know, what's your first impressions, guys? I mean, you're not Tomb King players, but... Um, and you can yeah. be harsh. You don't, harsh? Yeah. If you harsh? don't like it, you can say you don't like it. <laughs> you don't worry, it hurt my feelings. It doesn't look like a dragon. To me, no, I, yeah, I, I didn't right. see a dragon. No. I Everyone, saw that's a, what I was saying, a crocodile. Like a, a crocodile. It looks like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't, I didn't even see the wings, and then it was like, mm. oh, it's a dragon. I'm like, what? Hey. Like, obviously, you oh, see the wings, no. but it's like, yeah. it's got this big head, and then it's got the big rounded body, like a crocodile. Like, I just, it looks like a crocodile, mm. and they've just like, just superimposed these tiny little wings on the side. It just, it doesn't look like it can support itself in flight, which to me just it just breaks the the realism of the bone dragon. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just, it, it doesn't look plausible. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, yeah, is this, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, like I'll admit, I didn't, I mean, I, I, I didn't love it. It's not to say I hate it. I'm probably still going to buy two, but I don't, it's not, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the, is it the pose or the way the wings are like, like, you know, if it was more sort of, about to take off and they were big and they'll spread out would it be better who yeah. knows but um it's just the even just how it's crouching it almost looks yeah the croc crocodile or like a cat you know like it, it's like crawling over that rock you know it just doesn't look like a dragon yeah but it could be the picture as well because from the side it looks a bit better uh from one of the video shots i think Which, like like the zombie dragon's got kind of like that that skin like mm. the old leathery skin i reckon if they had that on the wings yeah it, it would look so much better just yeah. just something Maybe. on the wings the wings yeah. so they, they may have elected not to do it just to reinforce the fact it's a bony dragon like give it a more mm. of a point of different difference from the zombie dragon but i agree yeah. it probably would still look better if they had done that yeah i wonder if people will like yeah sort of model I agree that the stance in. is very Static, isn't it? Mm. Like compared to all the other dragons that they've done in this world, they're all like elegant and dynamic and mid-flight or landing or that kind of thing. Um, I never have. Hold on, I'm just going to sneeze. So there's interesting thing with this. There was um, uh, a post. I think it's Instagram, but basically the guy is he doesn't work there anymore. He works somewhere else, but he's the guy actually sculpted the uh, like the the howder and the the top part of it oh yeah yeah he did it like you know because these things are done years you know potentially years ago um he did that bit he didn't do the dragon and even there was discussions back then that it wasn't that 
great, the, the bottom part of it or something, or there was a yeah. bit of controversy around it. Yeah. They ended up just plunking yeah. it all together. And um, he said it often yeah, happens where someone's, it's their first major project and they just give it a go, you know, and that's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the yeah. The top so. bit looks awesome. I love the mm. top bit, like that, the little, uh, little rushes and that type of thing. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the top bit looks awesome. And the guys, the models, like, you know, like the mate or whatever he is, like he's sort of like casting and then it's like turning into sand. And then yeah, that's yeah. Actually do turning like the into the vulture. He's probably better than the yeah. um, Tomb King. But I just don't it's... like the Tomb King's comical top lip. I don't know what it is, but he looks like he's, um, yeah, I don't know. He's got a weird sort of expression on his face. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I agree, Andrew. Like the howder itself is actually really detailed and mm. pretty and fits the theme perfectly. Yeah. I actually think it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how he's got like that little the dragon. That little uh, umbrella at the top, like the, the cover of it, keep him keep him from getting burnt out in the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, look, I think it's gonna be one of these ones that's a bit controversial, but I think it'll look better in the flesh probably, so haha, uh, no pun intended. Um <laughs> but uh, and plus, you know, with a better like, because their basing of the, you know, the, the earthy base theme they use with the Tomb Kings, and it's, I don't know, the whole thing just doesn't match, you know, like it's, um, yeah. so I think there's just issues there, but um, I think in, maybe when you see it, once it's done, it might, and painted a bit different, it might look a bit better. It's always still going to be look a bit weird, I guess, just the way yeah. it is with those bony wings. It is a weird concept to, like, are they going to add, have like a centerpiece model for all the different factions, like? Is this a road they're trying to go down? To well, we sort of discussed that. Beaches? I think I thought yes, in the sense that the easiest thing to do is give each <clears throat> main core faction a you know a big centerpiece thing, and then maybe a new unit, and then you know just use the old ones, and then over time churn out the old ones for newer kits, that type yeah. of thing. Um, it is weird that this one's such big, and and then you've got like the I guess the I mean, we don't know, but the Bretonian one is probably not as big. But I mean, with the big wings, oh, maybe it will be. Big, I don't know. Like, it's definitely not as big on the base, but good. Yeah, you just don't know. Oh, true. The wingspan might be as wide <laughs> as the <laughs> yeah. As base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is the bait, but those big centerpiece models. Like, if you're, you know, if somebody has some awesome model, you're like, oh, I need that, mm. and then you're like, oh, I'm going to need the rest of the army. Clearly as well it's like it kind of it, it kind of suckers people in to yeah. start collecting uh, unless you're a model collector but you know a lot of well, players that's the other thing do. too i reckon this will look a heap better based up with other tomb kings around it and i know in that video yeah. shot there's a little bit of that but not really it's still all focused on that miniature but when you see it lined up because i noticed that with my tomb king collection like if you're just sitting there and you're doing a unit and it's on the painting table and nothing's around it Tomb Kings can look quite like it's all of them skeletons are the same, like vamps. They probably look a bit bland because they're all, yeah, they're all very much bone mm. and there's not much to them and all that sort of stuff. But when you put them all together, I think the army looks really good, if you know what I mean, because yeah, it's all very sure. like pulled together and matching and stuff. But it has that sort of weird element that they're dead and all that stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. So I wonder if um, that will make it look better as well i think that will make it look better because that's the thing that's the problem almost with aos a bit in that there's lots of centerpieces in that are in those mm. armies to the point that you don't know where you look when everything's a centerpiece <laughs> you don't know where to look and there's no 
sort of narration or through fair like throughput for the or cut through for the army you know whereas yeah, yeah. if this is at the center of all those yeah rank and file and it's gonna i mean it looks pretty high eh? it's gonna good. dwarf the Cambrian, the tomb sphinx and uh, like the war sphinx and stuff i think in terms yeah. of height yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's the thing is what, what I don't want to be seeing is like it's just all these big massive things in the Drinking Army and no rank and file because then, mm, then it yeah. does start to become a bit AOS-y. I do, um, I mean, the changes we saw in shooting and, you know, we've talked about before where it seems like they're trying to give monsters and stuff a little bit more of a fighting chance given, you know, whatever, you know, lower damage, lower AP, you know, higher, Yeah. Um, what did we say, higher wounds probably, well, we don't know that, but um, yeah. You know, so hopefully it makes these things a bit more survivable. I think so. I hope that is the case because at the moment, like in 8th especially, it was just... You wouldn't take this in 8th. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. you just wouldn't take it. Like, everything's yeah. lazy guided and you just, you know, yeah. if you scatter off, you know, you're going to get hit at some point, especially with cannons. Yeah. I mean, but if it was if, just the dragon, you might, but you wouldn't put your dude on it. No. But if no, the cannon itself could only do a max of four wounds now... Maybe that's mm. not so bad if it's a, a cannon that can snipe at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best part's the cat though, hey? Has everyone agreed with oh, that? The yep. cat looks cool. I love the cat. <laughs> the cat. <It's> awesome. <laughs> the best yeah. part of the entire. <laughs> Isn't that heartbreaking? <laughs> so <laughs> being... Making this miniature and then everyone just like, oh, I love the cat. Then you just put in it's like yeah, an yeah, afterthought. Yeah. It's like an afterthought. Well, here's, here's a question I've got. What, what do you guys think about this? Do you reckon that these sorts of models, if they're going to be bringing these out, do you think that they've actually thought tactically to make armies viable? They've thought the Tomb Kings need this uh. and then made it? Or do you think they're just literally just going for a bit of a money grab and they're just trying to get a big centerpiece mm. model? Like, I'm just wondering if they're trying up. to... The ladder? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think the ladder, like, is they've already got centerpiece models in a way. You know what I mean? Like, they were, like, if you actually loaded up all those two different types of sculpts, uh, snake models, plus had this wall sphinx, they already had, um, they've got the necro sphinx or whatever it's called, which they, Hyra Titan, which they don't even have a model for. Yeah. Which is another big sort of thing, which isn't the bone giant. It's just a different, bigger, construct so they already yeah. had the option to go build that as well it's like they just brought out a new thing you know that no one ever needed if you know what i mean not that i'm i don't want to I, I will want it it's cool but i just i think it's more that they just want to bring out something that you know will sell because they like the big you know hundred and whatever they are in australian dollars is how much do you like how much would these yeah. things cost i don't even know well in a like, six in a six army then would you could you take a per se, just a dragon-statted, you know, your you general on a dragon-statted model for 700 points. Would, in would you find for that? Yeah, with your I'm, Tomb King army? No, you can't. There's no giant. There's no dragon. Is that what I mean? No, no, no. I'm saying if there was an option for one. Oh, would you, in six from, and the way the game plays and stuff. From a tactical uh, point of view, do you think there's a, a spot for it? As in, like it's it's. Not uh, a ironically, but maybe maybe a little bit with Tomb Kings because you throw a Tomb King on there, because you don't need him for his leadership. Like you can fly around and do some damage and kill yeah. people. So maybe I don't think they'd put the light the Leech Priest on it because if he dies, I mean, you're spending so much money, he's probably your horror. And I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, hmm. I'm just 
like it would be good like this is obviously uh, i know i've said this before but coming from being a dwarf player it would be really good to open up those tactical options yes um to just give you you know a variety and and i hope there's different flavors it's not just like Mm. random static centerpiece models that they're throwing out to try and make a quick buck i hope they've sort of thought about you know how we're going to make them more maneuverable and like obviously synergy so mm. i hope there's going to be like that synergy in there and um just yeah it's, i think i think that would be a, a smart play to make that mm. oh, well that yeah tactical to be honest to you're right too like even though i was saying they've got like the two different you know, war sphinx models and the and the scorpions and stuff, other snake riders and stuff. They don't have a flying. But this would be a more maneuverable thing if it's got full flight rules, I guess. So yeah, yeah. So if dwarves end up with something similar or, or yeah, some other ability to, of some other big model that can you know yeah do more than just stand back and shoot people. It opens yeah, it yeah. up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Does this fly? How could it fly? There's no. They ain't got no magic. Um, wings. Magic. <laughs> magic. Uh, <laughs> magic. 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 I don't know. Just before we jump off him, the I like how they've allowed you to build the guys on foot the other one, which, I, I, again, I reckon the leech priest will look better because I don't like his legs on the Tomb King. Like I reckon he looks like he's got skinny legs and then he's got that massive flail, which I do like. It sort of hints back to that old flail Tomb King. Yeah, I saw that role. with but, the, skull, the skull flail. Yeah. yeah. But... um. It just still looks the the top of him looks good and the bottom looks a bit weird. So I feel like the leech priest might look better as the stand like the standing guy. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. No, that is that is good having those. It, it seems like you're getting more value in in a sense. And I don't know if you saw my comment because I saw someone else say this and I thought, oh, if I want to burn money, it'd be funny. Um, is you take that um, cruel boy carrion bird thing whatever vulture that big thing the cruel boy one do you know that one yeah it's like 230 dollars yeah. australian and you take yeah. its outer off and you put this outer on top of it because it's yeah, like yeah. a vulture dragon and you use it as that but it'd be yeah um but you, you're basically probably combining like two 200 and something dollar plastic <laughs> kits just to just to not use the dragon <laughs> seems yeah, a bit yeah. seems a bit silly but it would look cool it would um, it would yeah because it would fit yeah, I reckon it would too, because that yeah. sort of looks carry-in-ish type stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. It, I mean, the, obviously, I was hoping for a Bretonian-y release, you know, in like the whole range. But I feel like, um, I don't know. I've heard of a couple of things where people are saying, "Oh, that like they'll they'll probably end up doing that in December." So we might see yeah, another yeah. type of weekend where they just show the whole thing, like bring out the other one sort of what they did with tomb kings i mean with bretonia um yeah well yeah you probably just need to keep that momentum going with jibs and drabs and then just before release like you know that month or so before obviously get that excitement sort of peaking with yeah yeah there'd there'd have to be a a good marketing strategy behind all this yeah i'd still expect there's going to be another plastic set i reckon of something um and then obviously we've seen uh, some of the plastic kits that would come back um i mean it's sort of like the brett's i'm a bit confused what they're going to do about some of the crappier older ones like the carrion the scorpions for example i mean they're just so they're all metal and crap you know (laughs) they're annoying to put together um 
but they're also awesome to have in your army. So I wonder if they're mm. going to be like the Grail Knights where you just can't get, like, I don't know, like how are you going <laughs> to get them yeah, if yeah. you need them for your army, you know. So anyway, we can talk about factions, I guess, near the end. But yeah, anyway, yeah. cool. Well, that's probably enough on that one, unless you guys have anything else to no, no. add to the Not bone really, giant. Interesting though, they don't really talk about any other releases in the last paragraph. You know, mm. they just yeah. they just talk that it's going to be launched alongside the Bretonians in early 2024. And then they have a bit of a thing about the rules, which we're about to go through. Yep. Not yep. a bad segue. Um, but, yeah, there's not like they're going to say – they haven't, like, intimated there's any other releases, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, there isn't. So it's going to be um, – yeah. Well, I've got faith that they know what Hopefully they're doing, they but still it's um, – yeah, I reckon that this is a good topic to talk about with the factions because I'm a little bit – I guess I'm starting to get a little bit confused or a bit, um, yeah, wondering what they're going to – what what – on day one when you can walk in and buy this game, even if it's just the books, what what's available to play? Now, if you're an old player and you've got yeah. the figures, it's obvious. But if not, or you want a new army, what have you got? And I reckon that'd be interesting to chat about. But anyway, let's um let's get on to those rules then, shall we? Let's um yep. I've just lost my window here. Did you want me to bring that one up or uh, you've got it all there? I've got it here on my phone. Yeah, cool. Although my phone's been uh piece of crap cool well maybe i'll run through it and you guys can um give me your thoughts to generate the discussion if we want to do that yep sure yep. um yeah so i mean i'll skip the first blurb at the top i don't think there was oh, actually there was one in in the, the first paragraph talks it was a bit more for those who are sort of listening along it's a little bit more thematic you know talking about the that we've done the strategy phase the movement phase blah 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 and then uh, now we're on to the grimace of business, slinging swords and shouldering pikes in the combat phase. I find it, you know, people have commented on this when they've said shouldering pikes and there is no pikes in Warhammer. Um, yeah. Isn't there? No, only the dogs of war, which are gone. Yeah, doesn't that count? Yeah. Well, there isn't. Again, is that going to be uh, – do you reckon – I don't know. Do you reckon we'll see that or do you reckon that's just just language? I think it's just language. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't draw too much from it. To be honest, and so like, so there's a bunch of stuff in here that's very unclearly written, and yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like every article is getting a little bit more um sort of written by a, it's a bit more I don't know, not even fun. That's just a bit, it's loose, loosey goose with the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So then we go on, and they they they're really uh, it's the rule of four at the moment, four phases and four sub phases, which I find kind of funny. But anyway, uh, it's choose and fight, choose and fight, calculate mm. result break test yep. and pursuit which i think is funny because you have to take break tests in or panic tests in in the shooting phase and that wasn't i don't think that was a, a sub phase it's like they've just tried to make sure there's four things in each phase yeah, even yeah. though sometimes it's like really oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's cool trying to keep it symmetrical um i mean none of that to me is any different it's all um it's all pretty, yep. pretty standard. And then we start getting some answers around um, the rule, I guess, what they call the fighting rank. So the first rank is called the fighting rank. Well, um, actually, before you move on, there mm-hmm. is one thing about that is that you do those four steps for each combat separately. Yeah, but so you do, do the whole I, thing, including – isn't that how, how – well, that's how I read it. Yeah, okay, steps so I was going to say that, each but then combat. someone said that and then I think there's another – where did I read that? Oh no, sorry. No, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what you do now, though. Not for six. 
No. The sixth edition is supposed to do everything simultaneously as such. So all the pursuit roles are supposed to be done at the same time. Yeah, because this, this you can overrun and fight a second combat. I think that's what they're implying. So this is more well, eight, though, isn't it? Where you just fight. I, th- I, think it, you? Yeah. I think it talks about that in the um, pursuit. Yeah. So it is like an eight star. I'm not in six. Sure. So what are you saying? In six, you roll each fight and then you do all your fleas at the end, do you? It's maybe I just don't do, do it. Yeah. Maybe I just don't do it properly. No, everyone does. No one does oh, it. Oh, okay, because, right. Okay, well, that's why I'm not. it's so, you know, it just feels nice to, to do the pursuit at the end of the combat. Yeah. But, like, Rules. The rules are you're supposed to do everything simultaneously, which means you're not supposed to overrun into a combat that's about to be fought. You know that kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where, that's where it actually is important. Okay, right. Most yeah. of the time, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, to, yeah. to be honest, I, mean, I don't know, Andrew. I can't remember. We're probably just doing eight almost when I've played. Like in terms of we we do oh, the we combat did, but results we and run. Yeah, but, but we, we don't never do pursued into a... and stuff. No, 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 no we don't no, do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, that, but yeah, now that's a good point then, Josh. Yeah, um, it does seem more eight-ish because they did talk about. I mean, they weren't specific. We don't know if they can fight in another in that exact combat, but yeah, you know, it, I'm 99% like... sure it mentions it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll get to that then. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so then we talk about the first rank. So I mean, this answered a little bit around. Like you know, we'd all been already been told that you could every. Or every what is it? Every model in the front rank can fight, but I guess it goes mm. into a bit more depth. Does it do that here? Or I think it does. Was it a little bit later? Where it talks about who, how many can fight. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, no, it does, and then it talks about yeah. So basically, everyone can attack, but if you're not in base-to-base contact in that front rank, um, you only get one attack. So it's sort yeah. of like a different way to do supporting attacks. You know? Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's so nice. Like I've yeah, going into this knowing that the whole rank gonna fight, and then they come up with that as a as a way of tempering it. I'm mm. so pleased, yeah. really. Yeah, because it's it, it it yeah it changes it changes a lot of potency for for a lot of armies that might have multiple attacks per per rank. And then you've also got like because I think last week Andrew you were talking about in the situation where you got a second unit that clips. Yeah. Um, uh, at least that way, maybe you're not going to have quite so many attacks, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. less. Like, you know, you're not going to get the extra champion attack, and then if unit's got more than one attack, you're going to have a little bit less. So, uh, yeah, because the unit, yeah. the one, the one model touching the other will have their full attacks, but everyone else hanging off the edge, you just get one just attack, get one, yeah. which is still yeah. like most of the time, that's going to be all the attacks they have anyway. Yeah, you, you might have five, five attacks do. or something. Yeah, like the character. I probably will attack, but only have one because they'll be in the middle of the rank. You would assume, yeah, yeah, unless they can make way or something. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're a bit clearer too, though. With like, um, you know, there was there was those issues with like lizardmen and predatory fighter and stuff. It's like, oh, do they get them in their supporting attack? Like, I hope they're they're a bit clearer that if it's literally one attack, that's all you get, or if you know, yeah. on those other rules, they can get more and not, yeah, because that. That was always an annoying. It, although having said that, if they were just supporting the community, they would have FAQ'd it properly, but they just never did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. everyone's <laughs> decide what the rule is, which was annoying. Um, yeah, no, I like. I, I think it's sort of. I don't. Know, it just feels like, um, and it's really weird. It's like when I've, I keep going back and forth about how big these units are going to be and how many attacks you'll actually end up with. So I feel like they're trying to get a good balance between. 
not as little as six has where you can just have these combats that drag on for a bit because yeah, there's not, you know, not many people are attacking versus eighth where you needed 50 people just to soak it up. Um, yeah. Hopefully they've got it right. So, yeah. And then they talk about, so we've got initiative order back in the sense, this is sort of like eighth mm. too, I guess. Um, yeah. A but bit. a little bit different. Yeah. Because you're getting, it seems like you're getting a lot more bonuses. Basically, yeah. there's yeah. more ways for initiative to change. For sure. Yeah, which is which I'm really pleased about. Like initiative is gonna be so important in mm. this in this game all yeah. of a sudden, you know? Um you know, so how do you read it. that bit that says models with the highest initiative strike first? Um sorry, with a bonus for charging and a bigger one for hitting them in the flank or rear. So like we've never seen that before, have we? Where you get nah. initiative bonuses no. for flank and rear charges. Makes no. sense, but and doesn't a it? Bigger one. Like yeah, and a bigger what does that one. mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, I was thinking your charge bonus would be like plus two or something, mm. but if that's even bigger, is that going to be like plus three for the Like, so how, I don't know, what numbers you think, like, would it only be plus one? For yeah, I sort of or? hoped, I, so before I read that, and maybe it doesn't change anything, but before I read that, I was like, you, I was hoping initiative, I, I was hoping charges get, like, most of the time if you get a charge off, it'd be great if, you know, I don't know, 75% of the field you generally can strike first at because you got the charge off but there's always yeah. going to be these exceptions where they're just so quick they they get you before yeah. them um yeah. and i feel like plus Elves. one initiative just doesn't do that nah. Nah. yeah no, at um, least two or i think yeah for it to be worthwhile for sure mm. so that's why i was yeah. thinking that would be two and then yeah you're right when you see this other thing around you know flank or rear maybe it's just an extra plus one but i mean that's still cool imagine like goblins for example and stuff like lots of little units trying to get around the flank and you know do what goblins do yeah. which is stab you in the back it'll scave and stuff like it i mean they've already got good initiative but um yeah, yeah. originally you see if other weapons also provide initiative bonuses like lance charging and that type yeah. of thing like did that get an additional plus a couple or, or whatever or like spearmen taking a charge do they do they like from cavalry do they get an extra initiative or two or something like that it'll be interesting to see yeah yeah, yeah. and, and will things like weapons great weapons go minus initiative rather than sort of just always yes. last you know yes sort of yeah stuff. so it's sort of that ninth cool. or whatever it was it's yeah. ninth that ninth age do that don't they or is it wap that does minus two or whatever it was initiative for yeah, nah. ones or? yeah it must be wap yeah, okay. ninth yeah. Age, yeah. it's always strikes last yeah, no, I, I like it. I mean, it's a. You're right. Initiative was almost a forgotten. You didn't really know, need to know what it was half the time. Um, in sixth edition. Ah, oh, just even in eighth, Sorry, like or... I found, like technically you you needed to, but there wasn't really many mods to it. If you know what I mean, like it was yeah, just what yeah. it was. Oh, I was in because yeah, because it didn't really matter so much. You mean because yeah. of step up and all that kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. Was this might be more. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, Sword Master of Holt, their initiative six. I looked that up. Are they initiative five usually? Uh, I thought they were uh, six, or they're at least they weapon six? skill six. I thought they might be I, six. I, I think they're weapon the... skill six and initiative six, possibly. Is is this in eighth or in sixth? Okay, I think I looked up both, and it was in Sword Masters of Holt initiative five in the sixth oh, yeah, edition five. book. Um, yeah, it should be it's weapon five. skill six. It should be, I think. Oh, maybe, maybe it's weapon skills. Yeah, they're six. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, that's good. Actually, a good segue onto the next one, which is weapon skill chart. Is 
obviously mm. I was not having seen the uh, the strength toughness chart. We knew we were going to get the chart back, but this is definitely different. Yep. Yeah, Anyone? yeah, quite <laughs> um, Sorry, I was trying to find what the initiative value of oh, the Dragon Sword Master was. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's – I actually really like this chart. Mm. really like this chart. Is this chart. the it's first taken, time we've seen twos in any edition of Warhammer in Fantasy? Fantasy, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it is. I like that it goes to two and I also like that it doesn't go up to six plus to hit either. Mm, yeah, it stays, yeah, at, stays five. at that five, yep. Because yep. I've heard that was the mistake that Horace Heresy made. Right, that, yeah, yes. Know, it yep. became too hard, hard to, to hit, hit really high-powered high yep. powered, um, and skillful characters. Mm. Actually, so reading through my Horace Heresy last week, I realised that whole ballistic skill thing is exactly the same. Like that, that re-rolls, that re-rolls to hits. Thing. Yeah, that's oh, from Heresy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so is that. Uh, well, the rule will have to be different, but that other, is it Armour Bane rule, special rule? That's there's a special rule called Armour oh, Bane. Oh yeah, and I think I heard that there is, but that's more for like hitting tanks and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's different. They're not going to have the same as that, but it, you can something. tell it's written by the same sort of people. Yeah. So okay, so, so yeah, I didn't notice that. So Heresy goes to six, where and it goes to twos as well, does it as well? Must yeah, probably. yeah. So yeah. a similar chart, but it's just that it doesn't go to it goes to six up, you know, after a certain level, but I can't remember the level. Yeah, um, but yeah, that does go to down twos as well. Um, so do you reckon yeah. you we're going to see less though, like elf, you know, like re rolls? Like I feel this is a good way to give oh, you. I think so I just think... no re rolls, but you're hitting on twos, so you don't have yeah, those I whiffs. Think, I think you're absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. Um, because I th- I feel like the ASF now you say it, it was always a bit of a bandage to sort of compensate the elves for being highly skilled, but not yeah. really for it coming through in the stats because yes. of the way the game works. Because even Whereas if they get weapon skill 10, they're still hitting on threes <laughs> and missing a yeah. third of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have to give them sure. a re-roll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, hitting on twos, I think, yeah, because they're often weapon skill 5, weapon skill 6. Um, although they're still going to be hitting on threes for most you got to be hitting <laughs> on threes, yeah. Mm. Unless they're, like, really low weapon skill. Unless you're attacking a snotling base or something like that. Or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, Colin. We'll have to wait and see. Wait yeah, and see. I just feel like it's um, yeah. Again, this is another thing that actually makes like you've lost. Well, I think we've lost supporting attacks. You know, like we've talked about, like only that front rank fights unless you've got some special rules. But this is still making, yeah, just making there is still a fair few not only attacks but potentially, you know, things that are turning into hits because of stuff like this. You know, um, yeah. but not over the top. You know, like you say, because you have to be quite better to get to that twos you know um yeah so apparently um sword masters of health in eighth edition had an initiative of five yeah weapons in eighth as well okay so they bumped them basically and i think trolls were definitely one because i checked it did they say that they've got weapon skills six but i don't know initiative oh sorry initiative six does it actually oh yes, says it up here in that in the I'm sorry oh. in the first section that we were at. Swordmaster oh, yeah, sorry, initiative yeah, yeah. CX Stone Trolls yep. Initiative One. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yep. Um, actually, I was thinking. Sorry, you know how I've been harping a little bit on that. You know, monsters and um, or maybe not monsters, but like big characters and stuff are going to get a buff because things can't kill them straight away. Well, this potentially is giving them another buff too because now they're actually, you know, like you know what it's like, Andrew. You charge in with your bloody dragon lord and he yeah. throws four dice and rolls two whiffs. yeah whiffs yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you know yeah. you might not see that as much so 
Yeah. Just yeah, be interested well, to see if we're going into the era of Hero Hammer or not. But who knows? With the way that yeah, it's really works, a bus, you know, for your yeah, high weapon skill characters more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, really more so. Than but else. like you said, you're getting it the other way too because you're going to be easier to hit from the less powerful models. So it's almost like a tit for tat. So you can hit better, but people can hit you better as well. Why can they? What do you mean? Well, for my for my weapon skill is defensive as a high off one weapon skill, just eight per se, yep. or a vamp. Um, People are still hitting you on fours or fives, you mean? Not sixes. Yeah, 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 yeah not yeah. sixes. But I think yeah. in eight, that was that was still, and even in six, that's still fives, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, well, if it's sure. more than double, then it's a five up to mm. hit. It was that never was a six. So. Uh, I don't think so. Never got okay. to six. So. No. so that was only Horace Heresy, was it, you were saying? Yeah. Yep. All right. Which, yeah, um, that, that makes it very hard to, to hit. And do you read – so do you guys read the next – so after the um, web school chart, it talks about like the, you know, combining this whole thing, saying you roll as many dice as you engage models have oh. attacks, higher initiative striking first, a charging unit has the opportunity to overwhelm its enemies before they have the wit to swing back. Like do you this think – This is like, one of the most vague sentences yeah. in the entire yeah. article. Uh, now, it's not a rule book, so we don't expect it to be – no. Perfect. But no. you would know, surely you would know people are wanting to know that rule. <laughs> is it in there or not? Is step up there or not, you know? Is step up there or not? I, re- I read that to, I, yeah, I interpret that as meaning there was no step up and then the next line yeah. talks about casualties being yeah. away from the back ranks yeah. and then it's like, well, hold on. What, I just think that's what thematic. Do they mean? <laughs> They've killed people in the front rank. They still can get attacked back if they've got people to step in. But, you know, you basically, you know, initiative five bloody if I'm charging those swords masters with, I don't know, with my black orc, or maybe not my black orc, bad, bad example, but, you know, something that's slightly like just humans, maybe I can get up to initiative five, you know, order six with a certain weapon and a charge and stuff like that, uh, which means yeah. I can kill some before they can kill me back. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but if they just step up anyway, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. So it's you know just I mean? thematic. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. It's it's a bit yeah, frustrating. It's poorly, though. poorly written. <laughs> yeah, poorly yeah. written. But the more I read yeah. it, the more I'm like, maybe there is step up, because it's which is which should be a shame, because then it means who strikes first matters less a lot more of the time. Mm. Unless you're fighting smaller units where things actually die and then they can't strike back. That's yeah. You know, where you're trying to strike characters and kill them outright before they can strike. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if I'm not you, sure. yeah. I, I think you guys have all seen, but where you, I mean, you go against a spearman block, and you know that they might have, per se, for high elf spears, you can have plus two ranks. Um, if you're going against twenty, and you take off, you know, eight or nine models, it, in that sort of situation, it definitely is going to matter, and mm-hmm. you're going to have those sort of three attack. Yeah units like you, you guys are saying sometimes you have those almost death star units no i'm not saying death star but yeah you know that that do so much damage it's really just yeah it's sort of it's incapacitated your ability to effectively swing back mm. i just wonder if they deliberately leave that stuff out because they know it keeps people talking or do they just i don't know it's just weird because it's a pretty important thing um and was a difference in all the versions up until eighth, you know. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting not to be black and white about it, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, it is. 
Uh, and then we get into uh, combat results. So I like these, you know, that I don't know if this is the complete. I don't know, it's weird because it looks like it's from the rule book. So I think it is complete. But I mean, is it in terms of um, <laughs> how it's written? So anyway, you got yeah. the combat results. Um, oh, did we just lose Josh? Looks like we lost him. Hmm? No, I'm still here. Oh, I think I might have lost your video. Hopefully he comes back. Uh, we'll just keep going though. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, um, you've, I mean, it all looks pretty similar. The biggest difference to me um, about these combat results is that it's no obvious cap to any of it. Like, is that how you – do you nah, think we'll yeah. see that or what? I, I'd like to think so. Like with the rank bonus, like mm. with Skaven slaves and things like that coming in, like um, zombie hordes. Um, I think three was just that perfect number. Um, I feel like they could go higher than three, but I'd still probably think there should be a cap. But uh, depends on the point structure. But um, I find in sixth you've got like some of those zombies and whatnot. They're a lot more expensive than what they were in eighth. Whereas in eighth you had it was too cheap, so you just have massive that was, amount. Yeah, yeah, same with slaves. You just had these blocks. Of but I mean, to get it, you obviously still need to have um, wider than you are long. So if you want, say, a 10 rank bonus, you're going to have to be like 11 wide or 10 yeah, wide yeah. to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that. So that, that's why I like they've sort of done this ability to, you know, the, you know, you still having that decision, do I, if I want, you know, maybe there isn't a limit. And I go, you know what, I want a plus six rank bonus, plus battle, battle standard. You know, I've got a got a plus bloody eight combat res straight away before you even charge me. But because of that, I've got, you know, I have to go seven by six or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, a lot of points. Which is still less than normal horde in eighth edition. It's six, seven to 42. Uh, about the same. Um, yeah. Well, so, that's yeah, the same but, with the standard, isn't it? Like it's sort of what's the go with the standard? Is that... Is that cumulative type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Josh, you back? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Now we'll just talk about combat res and whether or not this is cumulative or is this straight out of the rule book or is there another, you know, is there a, a provision in the rule book that says, hey, it's capped, rank bonus mm. is capped or, you know. Um, Overkill. If it's yeah. not capped and this is it, what do you think of it in terms of? I mean, yeah, I feel like it is maybe from the rule book, you know, it seems very official looking. Mm. If it's not, if it's not capped, or yeah, like if it's not be... capped, do you think they <laughs> do you think that what we learn about formations and stuff is enough of a deterrent, or if that's the right word, to stop people going, oh, you know, getting plus ten rank bonus, for example, we have mm. a ten wide by ten deep, you know, ten well that's wide by nine ten deep. What a headache that would be. I know, that's yeah, that'd have to be eleven, I think, by ten. What I don't know what it was. It'd have to be eleven by eleven to get plus ten on the rank bonus, but. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I I certainly hope it's it's limited. I wouldn't mind it if standards you could have more than one in a combat. I guess. Mm, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Interesting to see if overkill is also has. A yeah, well, that's not capped there either. Yeah, because that's not capped there either. Yeah. So I think that it makes have me to if there is a cap yeah. you know, in the rule book. I feel like this conjecture. We just have to wait and see what the rule yeah. book says. And what do you reckon? Other bonuses are is that. <laughs> Is that just other special rules we don't know about or is that like, it's just weird. Who knows? <laughs> that could be <laughs> absolutely anything. Hopefully there's but, other bonuses that are in the rules. I mean, there's no outnumbering there. No, uh, so we, we probably know unit strengths isn't, isn't a thing. Yeah, could well be. 
Um, maybe they're just talking about like other sort of magic items, like wall babbers and yeah. other things. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, also, I mean, yeah, I, I was saying, Andrew, I don't mind if rank bonus can get a bit bigger than what it could, just to sort of incentivize these this decision of do I want to go bigger or wider, that type of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it needs to have a max though, because you're yeah. right. If you just take it to a ridiculous extreme, where yeah, that's and it affects silly. things like even if like Andrew, like you said, zombies are more expensive in six, but making a cheap unit expensive to stop that sort of makes it powerless when you're not using it for that sort of use case. You know what I mean? Like they should be cheap because they're crap, you know, but they're only better if because you're if they're too cheap and you put them in some type of abusive, you know, hundred unit thing. Yeah. Then you're trying to pull the points around to just stop this abuse case because the rule was stupid in the first place. Yeah, well, that's so, the problem. Like, yeah. you're going to have, like, you know, especially with zombies, you need that combat res just to crumble it. So if you've got this bloody thing that just can't crumble mm-hmm. um, just from static combat res, like, you know. So, same with Skaven, like, they're slaves. Um, that that was heavily abused with, um, uh, I think it was in 8th, they only had the 7th edition book, but... You saw all these people just running these huge slave units because they were so dirt cheap. Yeah. And then they had um, uh, so they could take the general's leadership and then yeah, and you got the add plus the three rank bonus, it is yeah, well. yeah, to the yeah. yeah. And they were that that was terrible. Like, that yeah. was just massively abused. So um, then, um, then we work on to well, what happens if you fail? Like, you know, if you lose combat, mm. I should say. So yeah. I feel like this the diagram is way easier to talk This is probably than. the biggest change. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, this is a massive, this is a, uh, changes the whole dynamic of the game, you know, and something they've never had before in fantasy. Yeah. It's just, and to be honest, we go back to those earlier points about, you know, it's better, you know, you get initiative to get um, buffs to get flank charges off. I feel like there's going to be a lot more of that because of the way this can really push the lines around. So what we're talking yeah, about here is obviously true. this, break test slash uh, fall back or give ground things. So basically, I mean, the way I describe it is it's pretty, the test's very similar. All you're doing is rolling your your two dice and trying to get under your leadership, but you're modified. What you lost the combat by has obviously brought your leadership down. Um, But so if you get under that original, you know, if if your leadership's eight and now you've lost by three, if you get under the five, then you don't run away at all, but we'll go into what happens in a minute. But um, but if you get above that five, but below your normal leadership, then a different thing, which we've never seen, happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Where usually you would have broken in eighth edition, or whatever, um, yeah. or yeah, any edition. edition. Um, yeah. And then obviously, if you roll above your eight, then you break. That's just yeah. normal. So it's those. It's that middle one that's never been there, and obviously the result. What happens if you pass your failed, like your lost leadership test, like your you know, lost combat test? Um, it's a different thing that we've never seen as well, which is called giving ground. So um, yeah. I guess we'll go through that. So given giving ground, so basically that's when you've lost the combat, but you you've you know you've effectively passed your break test. Yeah, you've, you've um, passed the. As you normally would have. Yeah, it looks it, like you. And even if you roll a double a one, double one. Um, mm. then your unit gives ground. So we don't know how far that is, but it sounds like it's, you know, potentially. I know pushback in four, uh, third was two inches, I think. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'd be two or three. Yeah. So there's. Well, it says that it in the follow-up. So part of the follow-up, you know, that gave ground re-enters combat a few inches forward. So yeah. It's okay, a well, few. there's three. Yeah, it could be three. Yeah. 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 So that's a interesting one. So even if you, I mean, you've lost your combat, but even if you do everything right, like you pass your test and all that, you still are getting pushed back, um, which. You know, could expose, you know, which could pull forward the unit that's attacking you. So you could potentially, I guess what I'm thinking, maybe we'll get onto the strategy of this later, but I feel like there's some interesting things to consider here. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of the types of units and builds and stuff you do. Um, okay. So then that's sort of the, the give ground. And so are you saying too that if you, the, the, the unit, the attacking unit or the winning unit, does it have to follow through on that? So you can restrain. So that that's basically your choice is restrain or follow up um, is to me the two choices you're going to have. Follow up a unit that gives ground, re-entering combat, pursue a unit. But it feels like, okay, so you're saying you can always restrain. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. I'd be guessing you can. No, no, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's the way I look at it. Because so it means that combats will essentially be one one turn, and that's and that's it. Like a self-contained combat round, you know. Mm. And then the unit, whatever happens, one unit's going to lose, and they'll give ground at a minimum and move a certain. Especially if you away. got charged, and then you won, and they got give ground, because then next turn you charge. <laughs> like you, you. Yeah, you well, know. that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you would either, if it's your following turn, yeah, you, you wouldn't want to follow up. Mm. You would just restrain and then charge the next turn mm. to give you the yeah. charge bonus. Yeah, I sort of don't. Mm, I originally thought, and it's probably not. It's hard to know if it is going to be like this because you're right, Andrew. The way it was written, it sounds like it's not. But I feel like if they've passed their test, the combat should just keep going, and but it's just getting pushed along. Like you shouldn't be detached. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's actually what is going to happen, and they just haven't written it like that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you are right. They could just written it and just not. You know, well, it's not clear. Clearly, no, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's very ambiguous. Um, but yeah, yeah, you are correct. Like, as in, once you're in combat, you're kind of stuck yeah. until you break, effectively. Mm, and I thought um, like that's that middle ground's a really nice one because it's like you've broken them; they've failed their test effectively, but they're not running away. So now they're doing this controlled fallback. What do they call fallback in good order? Um, yeah. But that. I don't know, when I read that, it feels like it's more of a, I don't know if it's a flea rule, a, ro a roll or something slightly less, but it's it's not just three inches. It might even be more. Um, and then you yeah. get to choose if you want to, you know, go after them or not. Um, yeah, maybe it's like your 2d6, but you turn back around. So mm. if you get caught, you don't die. You don't die. die you're just, but you're just, you're just recharged. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of charged. Yeah, and maybe some other... Negative modifiers. Yeah, originally see what they do with rules in terms of their stuff in the way of the um, of the unit that's um, falling back. Well, that or like just how do you fall back like in a multi-combat sort of scenario and all that. Oh, oh yeah, good point. So that's going to be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see. Like if you've got someone well, in your flank and so. someone in your you're in the front, you got another guy in their flank, you win, but they pass their like you know they roll double ones they've got to get pushed they've got to yeah. give ground but someone's in the flank someone's in the front and someone's in the rear like what the hell does that mean or maybe they uh, see i don't know 
That's yeah. a good question. And that's not that uncommon, is it? No, it's not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> very like, common. Yeah, because yeah, if someone's in your flank and your front and then you – if you give ground, for instance, yeah. does the flank guy stay in your flank when you move back or do they? Uh-huh. is it now everyone just in your front? The whole yeah. combat like, moves. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're assuming they've tested this. They know it's going to be interesting to see, but there's so many unknowns. And, and yeah, it's one of the biggest. You're right, though, this, Josh. Like, this is the biggest change. Like, it's a whole different game in a way, you know. Because what if you've got a second unit, like your own second unit sitting next to your unit, and then the guys that have flanked your unit, if that whole combat moves towards you, Mm. they, you know, hit that your other unit there on the side, the flankers. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. how does that even work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need the rule book. We need the yeah, rule yeah, book. yeah. I'm sure they'll they explain it. They better because they've, <laughs> they've basically made it a lot more, yeah, but a lot more complex in some sense. Not, you know, there's a lot more variables now moving around. So it's going to be interesting. I do like the idea of it because I just feel like, well, let's get on to like the pursuit thing, which we sort of just talked about because then we can talk, before we jump on the magic stuff, we can talk a little bit about the repercussions, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, restraining. Yeah, so if you win, you get to restrain. Um, it says, see, it says here, when you win it's a combat, you have a range of choices depending on how the enemy reacts. So restrain, pass the leadership test to avoid pursuit and instead reform your rank. So oh, to me, so restrain feels like only uh, if they run. Yeah, the way they've written it. And then follow up. Article is written. Yeah. That's what it would imply, <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's another one, yeah. Article has written. Uh, follow up a unit that gave ground re-entering combat a few inches forward. So it feels like that's your choice. If they give ground, you follow up and then pursue. If a unit flees or falls back, so there's two things there, you can go after them. And that's if you catch them, they die. Awful. Or if yeah. they've just fallen back, back you just do it. So I think it's what I was saying before, but it's just not written that great. But then it wouldn't what? be a choice really either. No, you, you're you right. Uh, you just follow you've up. You've got a range of choices, but it is depending on, you know, it's like saying yeah, you've yeah. got a range of ice cream choices here, but I've only got chocolate. So what one do you want? <laughs> 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 I'm all out of Neapolitan. I've just got chocolate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's um, yeah, and then overrun, like that's what you said right at the beginning, Andrew, was if you've killed it and you go into another combat, uh, that counts as a fresh charge. Clever use of overruns will have heavy cavalry licking its lips. Now, I don't know if that means that you're going to do. It'll be that same. Yeah, you, yeah. you get to attack if that combat hasn't happened yet, which I feel like they might bring in like they did in 8th. Um, yeah. What did you think of Maybe. that? It doesn't specify really doesn't no, it, it doesn't, just says you're up in another combat that could equally be the next turn. The next turn yeah it could it but could what be, did you yeah. think about that in eighth did you like it or not i did yeah i tended to like it i did yeah, find yeah, that it was, fun. it was one of those things where it caught you out for a bit like i felt like if you were a, if you'd played the game a couple of times you could definitely get someone who didn't realize oh um, yeah yeah but yeah. yeah but in a tournament setting like it wasn't it wasn't uncommon, but it's it, it's not mm. like it happened every game. Like you might get it, you know, once every third game or something. Yeah. You, you know, if you were lucky, uh, unless you were absolutely decimating somebody, obviously. Mm. Yeah. But, nah. Well, anyway, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, I guess these. There's so much missing from this article, which I expected because. It, yeah, it is a complex topic. There's always that stuff around pursues and reforms and how this happens, and and then you got challenges. There's so much in the combat phase. Um, yeah, 
So I guess we'll, we'll definitely need the book for it. But before we jump on the magic-y stuff, I wanted to – and remind me when we're talking about magic, I want to go back to shooting because there was a thing I wanted to talk about on that, but just remind me when we get to that. Yeah. Can you hear us, Josh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just in terms of now that we know how combat is won and how that might affect getting pushed back and stuff, and then you've got this idea of the marching column with no ranks and um, all this sort of stuff, like – do you see, although I guess what I'm getting at is I'm seeing some potential, it might be crap, but like to do things like like if you've got a good leadership, you're basically always going to fall, as long as you don't break and run, you're always yep. going to put force the enemy to come back to you because you're either going to give ground mm. or you're going to fall back in good order. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was just wondering, is there a strategy here where you can deliberately put good leadership you know, units in basically bus formation where they end up with no rank, but like they're probably going to lose the combats. <laughs> they might yeah. not defensively die because maybe they're good, you know, maybe they're sword masters, right, in three by six. <laughs> you, know? yeah, yeah. you charge them, they can still do a bit of damage, but they're losing on combat res, but they're sucking you into them and then bang, they get you yeah, with yeah. their other units, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, the dwarves are probably another one where it's like such high leadership. Yep. But very slow. How about I go out and I sort of make them come to me with these units that are basically deliberately almost losing the combat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that doesn't make me feel very good. <laughs> it almost makes me wish, rather than having it like this, where it's like you know, ovulation like is a demon demonic instability test, where they at least had a little bit of the combat res in your break mm. possibility, like maybe one in three points counted against your, le- your total leadership or something so that you know if you lost the combat by 10 yeah you know you're still not hanging around on a yeah. nine plus like yeah. it just seems very forgiving and it's almost right. like everyone That's actually is stubborn a very good way now. of taking advantage of it everyone's stubborn yeah. in terms of just being pushed back everyone's steadfast <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry steadfast. yeah 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 so it yeah i don't know it's just a bit it'd be interesting to see how 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 it works yeah what do you think I was thinking about this this morning. With BSB re-rolls, how are people going to use it? Like if you mm-hmm. roll and you roll a full back in good order. <laughs> yeah, do you want to re- try Do you re-roll? risk re-rolling that's a, it really, for that's a good ground? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's just a, a straight up, you got to risk it and just see what you get the second go around if you want to roll it. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah, very fun. Yeah, yeah, but it does make you think about it, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. No, it's um. Look, I I think the comp yeah the combat is going. I I do think. I heard this today, and it's probably true. Like some like you know combat can be, in eighth and like all all of them. You know, you get to turn four or five, whatever, and suddenly you got these, you know, multi combats happening, and there's a lot of dice rolling. Nothing much is happening on the board because everything's stuck in combat, and some of them drag on. I feel like this might give that little bit more of dynamicness to it, that things do still change and things move around a bit. Um, yeah. Particularly that fallback in good order, especially if it's a, oh, I don't know, if it's a 2D6 panic or D6. I mean, it feels weird if it's potentially able to move back, you know, 12 inches or something. It's a bit, I don't know, but maybe. Um, I don't know. Isn't that going to make that problem worse in a way? Because rather than having things 
that would have otherwise broken and got run down. A lot of them oh, would yeah, be falling back and then you just have another out of combat. Yeah. It just well, yes, everything. you're right. But I feel like um, I, what I'm yeah, getting at that things might move around the board a bit more. Yeah. Just because they're moving it's less back static. And forth. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're yeah, right. You actually, no, you're right. There's, there's probably going to be more of these combats yeah, going on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. It's going to be. Like I don't hate it. I'm totally cool to play it. Like, you know, it's going to be fun. It's different. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely yeah. totally different yeah, to all the other versions we've had. Because I feel like in fantasy, it is the, the main way of removing us from the board is breaking and yeah, running, running them down. down. Like it's yeah. not yeah. through attrition. No. And if you if they're making that a lot harder to achieve, that that is, I feel like that is going to slow down the game mm. significantly. I don't know. I can't see with that, but fall back in good order being a something that you're going to just come back from um, i can see there's going to be a lot of can't charge next turn um you know if mm. you get charged again um it might just be auto break there's i can't just see that these things are just going to be true that yeah like a, it's not something that you want this is going to yeah. be something that and do you, you think know, it's going to be related to and we probably could have brought this up in the news thing but we're not like um the Warhammer Ancients V2 book that we were looking at with a lot of these rules that probably didn't really have this specific one, but it has a lot of the, you know. It does have give ground. Yeah, it does have good. <laughs> is it exact? Was it that? But was this leadership thing? No, it was different. It's different, yeah. It was um, different. It was, it's completely different. It's more like if you outnumber two to one and you uh, fail the break, you don't flee, you just yes. give ground. So that's why so I it's thought like, it was going to be different initially. Dynamic. But, yeah. Um, yeah. What I was thinking with that, though, was you know how the closed open formation or whatever it was called had the different like movement things. Like if you were a closed formation one, oh, I don't know if you had a yeah. Muzo in there, you could do two different types of like um, turns and stuff for free and you know, things like that. But if you're an open order, you could do something slightly different or not get, you know, train penalty. I wonder if different troops handle fallback better. You know what I mean? Like if you're closed order because you're more disciplined, maybe you can, but if you're an open oh, order I one, then, so. you know, you're, you, like you're saying, you can't charge and shit, but yeah, next yeah. turn, I don't know. Yeah, because, yeah, I think, yeah, I was really Cause, anxious because they've got all the different troop types about drilled and other sort of mm. levels of training that, it, you know, ch- change different interactions with those rules as well. Yeah, because um, I like, like that mentioned. idea that like these better troops can, yeah, maybe go into march formation quicker, you know, and stuff like that. Like I think we're going to see some of that. We just don't know enough about it yet. Yeah, yes. we don't know. We've, um, only, we've only had But, yeah, for those who are listening to know what I talk about, if you haven't just searched for the Warhammer Ancients Battle version 2 though, isn't it, which was a bit closer. Yeah. 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 Uh, Val was talking um, it on the Squarebase GT, uh, Squarebase YouTube channel and it, yeah, it looked... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff borrowed from it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, cool. I think I guess the thing we have to wait and see is uh, what they talk about next week in regards with yeah, psychology and stuff, you know, and morale breaking and psychology. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're discussing that'd breaking be a big one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably yeah might find out about that. But I mean, look at the end of the day, <laughs> it's going to feel like Warhammer well, Fantasy, like in terms of combat, it's just going to have that extra dynamic, which I you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be good to see, and I think they'll play around with it as well with different you know special rules and magic, and it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, yeah. before we get on, so then they've shown us um, a couple of magic spells. Just because I, I forgot, I was gonna talk about this first. One thing I'm pretty sure we didn't bring it up was the shooting spell, the vortex of chaos. Sorry, yeah, which is a magic vortex. It's the three inch blast template. But 
any unit hit by it takes D6 plus one strength three hits. So the number of hits has got nothing to do with the template. And I thought someone else said that would be oh. a really interesting way to make templates, still keep templates even for like missiles, like war machines, but you don't have that stupid, uh, is that person, you know, like oh, yeah. is 50, you know, is that guy under it or not and that sort of stuff. And I, again, I don't point. know if this is just the vortex of chaos and that's just how the spell works, but it'd be very interesting to go, yeah, you can get a three-inch or a five-inch depending on the type of yeah. war machine um, if you get hit by it clipped at all that's how many you know whatever it is 2d6 strength four hits if the center is on your unit then you you know that one obviously gets hit but um yeah yeah just to me it looked like a cool to me it's an obvious thing to make it probably less debatable but having said that it still might not be there it's just could just be this spell but i just thought we missed that last week um i like it if it is yeah i'd be on board with that Mm. learning to get the little grid out of yeah. 25 millimeter squares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it that does, it, the other good. thing too is it has the ability again to to be more flexible with the type of, you know, you could use a three-inch template but, you know, like, I don't know, like a, geez, a cannon could use it and do different damage to a catapult or a, you know, trebuchet or it's the same template but you're rolling different number of hits, you know, based yeah, on, yeah. The, on the thing you're shooting. So I hope, I don't know. It's, again, there's no evidence that that's going to go that way, but just because that was written that way on that spell, people oh, are going, oh, maybe the template's going to work different. So, a little bit of evidence mm. there. Now, no, I'm, now <laughs> you say it, now I'm like, that, like, I'm now 90% sure thinking, yeah, you're probably right. This is exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. We'll go just see. good. Best of both worlds. You still got your template and you're not stuffing around trying to, mm. and you're not yeah. getting that abusive sort of, oh, no, nah, I got, yeah, yeah. I'm saying want, that you might want to land templates right in the middle of two units then too, because you you clip both of them and then they both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just you didn't want to lose the, that whole dynamic of scattering and yeah. having to weigh up some risk sometimes about hitting your own units and that type of thing. And the fact that that's still there, I don't really mind if the template is not having to you know, line up your, your, your individual model, individual model yeah. basis yeah. anymore. I think that would be yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, no, totally. And then, yeah, we've just got um, basically, mad, you know, assailment spells, I guess, if you're in combat. I mean, some of these. So the first one is um, it's basically any – the unit that you're – is in combat with the unit that the caster is in, is it, right? Single enemy unit the caster is engaged yep. in combat. So in this case, they're getting like – and they're really going for these – more deterministic, like, yeah, I don't really like them, but I get it. The 2D3, you know, strength four hits, so at least you're not rolling a one effectively. Um, but it's got an AP of minus two, which is cool. Um, so you, yeah, there's that breaking of strength and stuff. Um, I never thought I'd see 2D3 outside of ninth age. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit, you know, I'm good at maths and it breaks my brain sometimes, but um, I might have to buy those D3 dice. Have you seen them? They're interesting. <laughs> they look really weird. That you can actually get D three dice that actually roll. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't. They look. Wait, like, are they actually three sided or are they six sided? Yeah. But with one, no, they're three sided. They're real weird shape. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's funny. Funny. You might have to get them with the way this is bloody going. <laughs> the number of D threes that are in it. Um, do you think so? You could have your wizards sitting on the outside. Like if you had a ten wide unit, you could have them right on the end, and then he's not in combat and he's still being able to cast this spell. Is that right? Because it's just the single enemy unit the caster is engaged in combat with, or does he have to yeah. be in face to face? Do you think? 
Nah, I think that's engaged as in, yeah, he's just in the fighting rank. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I think you're right. Whereas the second one is definitely like he's, it says here that model is engaged in combat with like a single enemy model the cast yeah. is engaged in combat. I've read that as he has to be in base to base. Oh. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Not sure. That's a good one. I, I'm not yeah, thrilled at these. Like they're definitely not. OP spells, but they're also they seem a bit weak. But then I'm just maybe they're not. Like this is multiple wounds three, if, but it's a strength. If that was three going against hit. another elf and ignores I'd saves. be I'd be yeah. scared if that was against another. Oh god, yeah. Imagine that against your yeah, your, 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 like strength three. It's a four straight up out, with no armor out, save. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, straight out. Yeah, any lord, yeah. 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 Any lord without an award save, yeah. But you're just having a roll. We don't know how the casting works, so you still to get that off, can't get dispelled, and then you only got a strength three hit. It's so it's strength pretty three, low. Though, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, against an elf. No, Sephora. no, you're right. Yeah. Human. Humans are <laughs> Humans well, still all five top four. Up. Yeah, the top four. So it'd be five still. Five win. up. Still. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty risky to but this thing, they look like I guess they once. look not oh, yeah, powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? These spells don't look OP, but in some sense they they do have the potential to swing things as well. So yeah, no, it's interesting. It'll be And then, you know, we don't know if, you know, we don't know if the Wizards can cast heaps every every combat phase, which means these might be even more deadly. But they might only yeah, be able like, to cast one. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So. Is each wizard going to have a list of six spells that they yeah. can each cast in each phase, and then they can just hammer through them? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, is that going to be doing one or two per turn? I don't know. Yeah. No, and I do, we will find out for a while because yeah, it's not it's not magic next week. No, it's just, yeah, like I said, psychology, uh, fear, terror, hatred, and morale and all that sort of stuff. So is morale is morale more the break test and psychology is just fear, terror? Is that right? Probably. I don't know what morale is going to be. Right. Yeah. What's I don't know. I think dynamic. in Kings of War it's a thing mm. um, where the more wounds they take and the less, you know, the the less of the unit that remains, the more unstable oh, the unit yeah, yeah, is yeah, and the yes. more easily it breaks. Yeah, and, you got those two and two values yeah. too, yeah, for each. Yeah. 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 So I feel like it's gonna be that kind of thing. And that that may then may lead into, you know, your break tests and that type of thing. And if a unit's you know, already on low morale, we're not maybe there is gonna be modifiers to your break stat, and flee. Though, because we've seen the stats or have we not seen the stats? I hope it's not a, a stat, but yeah, like Josh said, maybe a special rule if you've um uh, you've done your fall back in good order or the hell it is. You might have right. a, a low morale rule or something might kick yeah. in. Disorganized or <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got you'll have a special specific rule, hopefully. I don't yeah, I don't really want a number to track. That would yeah, be a bit no, annoying. Nah, yeah, not, not another. <laughs> so I'll keep the same classic characteristics chart, I reckon, because it just makes it old school Warhammer still, you know, the same as heresy, it's the same. They kept the same, yeah. whatever it is, 10 stats or whatever they are. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, the game's yeah, shaping up here. It's just obviously what if, got some missing elements. Thought, what if what if they had it so you, if you fall back in good order and you get charged again and then you're considered disordered, if you fail the next break test, you then can't you, fall back in good yeah. order again. You just break and flee. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I reckon it's yeah, something yeah, like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 And that probably wouldn't be so. too hard to track. That's the same problem. No. You don't want to be tracking the stuff over multi turns. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I, I can't see it being something you're going to really want unless you're trying to, you know, wing some sort of, like you were saying before, mm, got my pulling out, out. having like a 
yeah, just that that's your yeah, that's your um strategy, I suppose, of getting them to come towards you to get a flank or mm. to get yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, gonna be I mean they've said it multiple times in those articles, you know, like you know, it's you know, the ebb and flow of combat pushing and throw whatever and exposing extra you know, that ends up exposing yeah, yeah. flanks. So I think they're trying to do this, but um I guess we'll see. Um okay, cool. Well that's that's that. I, I don't know if there's anything else to cover on that apart from um just keep going with the, the show, I guess. What it is there anything yep. else you want to cover with the Rule update uh, there or no? no are we, are we no, just seeing psychological? It sounds like we've got a couple. That looks like they're going to keep doing on the Tuesdays or the Monday nights. So, yeah, should be good yep. for a few more weeks. Well, we had one question, didn't we? With um, well, we had a few questions that we haven't caught up with, but I think we were going to go back quickly to <laughs> the one that um, I now I've missed Tricaris. the name. Yeah, Tricaris, is it? Yep. Um, I might hand it to you, Andrew, because I think you answered this one quickly. Yeah, yeah, so it got me looking up. Now my phone's playing silly buggers. Um, I'm going to read the question. Then you... Let me... Oh, no, I've got it here. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, the question... Or part, part of the question, um, I, th- I think this is the last bit we we're going to try and answer because there was... I think there was four... Yeah, yeah. Four parts you had, and obviously we couldn't couldn't hit them all. So we answered one last week. So this is the other part. Uh, what do we know about the four high elf uh, enclaves mentioned in the old world? Um, the one called the Silent Isle sounds really cool to me. Um, I think I'll pick that one. Um, and then, oh, this bloody phone. <laughs> uh, sorry, just teasing that one too hard. Uh, okay, so I was looking into the high elf enclaves and basically how that was working um so as everybody knows um the hives of um Uthwa were once undisputed rulers of the sea um so they maintained trade with all the colonies um and basically in in the old world that's when they've sort of they, they close themselves off um and now they've sort of they're back out um and now everybody's trying to trade with the elves because mm. they're you know, great engineers, great craftsmen. Um, so that's sort of their, their income is through trade. Um, and as part of that, basically, um, they've created these enclaves um, throughout the old world. So there's, there's four featured. Um, three of these are only mentioned. So I've actually, I've never heard of these before. So I actually went, did a bit of reading. Three of these are only mentioned as far as I can find within old world um law um and the third uh josh might have heard so i'll go through this anyway um so uh these are along the coast of britonia um so tall... oh, sorry, is all four of them across on the coast of britannia is that what you mean oh uh, yeah that well they're kind of along the coast yeah, yeah. um of yeah the coast of britannia this this is the actual the the statement that was made, I suppose. The coast of Britannia was no exception. Um, the map features no fewer than four such enclaves. Um, so there was Tor Solil. Solil, yeah. Solil sits on the north uh, western coastline. There's Tor mm-hmm. Bedos can be found in southwest and 
uh, just north of the city of uh, Brion. Uh, meanwhile, Tor Martel and the Silent Isle can be found just off uh, Bretonia's west coast. Um, the Silent Isle is actually in Bretonian law. Um, it's vaguely mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, oh, it's in one of the books or something. Oh. Um, so if you want to look up Silent Isle, it'll, it'll give you a bit of a burst. So basically what's happened here is um, the Silent Isle was like a, a Bretonian sort of fishing slash um, sort of trade hub. And then any day, anyway, at one point, as what happens with all Warhammer World, there was some big catastrophe and, and something happened in it. Yeah, they all disappeared. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they've all gone, and basically what's happened from there is um, adventurers and treasure seekers, and you know, <laughs> they've all gone to the island, and um, they found when they get there that they can't talk or s- something. Like, it's just death, deathly quiet. Uh, they, oh, they so, can't yeah, speak. it's from Warhammer Fantasy RPG. Yeah. Knights of the Grail. Interesting. Okay, cool. And um, basically the ones it off they've told the tale they've you know cut and run um and then the ones that have continued on have never been seen or heard <laughs> from again so yeah there's which leads me to mm. question why the hell there's a high elf city mm. sort of trade hub on the silent isle and how that's going to work mm. um but yeah no i thought that's pretty cool spicy flavor going on and they've obviously mentioned it like you said in the yeah. whole world stuff that they've brought out so far so yeah i mean they, they've obviously hopefully we'll see it once they bring in the high elf stuff in yeah 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 it, it would be good to expand on that and yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be and you guys are probably the same they're really going to expand on this micro law like yes. you know it's very yeah. generalistic yeah. and broad but well it goes back uh, to like the whole army stuff we were saying like it'd be cool if you could yeah have six they do it with all the other main games aos and 40k where you can have different detachments or whatever they call them for different games. But, you know, your army plays totally different depending on the type of army you have. So with yeah. six said the back of the rule books, if they bring a bit more of that in, then you've got heaps more lore to hang off. Yeah. Yeah, to play with. for sure. Yeah. yeah. More heroes of that era that they can sort of mm. generate, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, yep. lots more uniqueness to each army. Yep. Um, and I'm sort of hoping... I said it before, but yeah, I can picture them releasing campaign books periodically that would mm. yeah, yeah. release some new units in there and then also give yeah. you a whole bunch of scenarios so you could play out a certain little sequence of of, of events for a particular um, uh, you know, historical location. <laughs> that yeah. would be pretty cool. Pretty that calendar year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that calendar year could like creep up as well, like you know, like it's yeah. in like yeah, there's an actual like they literally follow the calendar year and mm, you sort I, of follow those sequence of Yeah, yeah I hope that's what they cool. do. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd as like that. as the, as they release the, the campaign books, yeah, it pushes the the, the years forward. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of have to follow I'd love, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And the cool thing is like yeah. you don't have to always play in that year. It's not like they're saying you have to play in the current year. It's like this is just no. adding more and more to the game. And then if you you know, if you're yeah. playing an older campaign or whatever or that you know whatever it doesn't matter yeah yeah well that's like classic warhammer you have lords that you know they had no business they were like you know 500 years apart yeah yeah that's right yeah but they're still yeah Yeah. that was the feeling that eighth lost i feel like it was just you know they 
that this went back to here's a rule book mm. and then we'll just release army books you know periodically every six months or a year or so but they didn't have any yeah supplementary lists they didn't have any cool themey campaigns until yeah. the end of the world yeah basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but before that yeah it was and the funny thing it was i mean this, they were saying um until right near the end there end times was selling like hotcakes yeah you know like because there was those new units because the good thing about yeah, like, yeah. i mean the good it's no we've talked about it, like the, the good thing about campaign books is generally everyone like you get more like if you only got one or two armies then you have to wait you know seven years for your army book and then next seven years because by the time it's released again in the next version like yeah, yeah. you sort of only play you know yeah you're only vested in it every oh, five to seven right. years yeah. you know um yeah if they could easily put out like one or two new units for yeah. a different army here or there in a campaign book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that would a, be yeah. that's a great like way every of year that. or every two years you could be getting new stuff for your armies all the time. Mahoris Heresy brought out a um uh faction like a campaign book too just recently, didn't they? So like obviously and they're from the STS studios, so Did they? seen those yeah, games too. Yeah. So hmm. Lord, Lord of the Rings were really big on that. Yeah. Um you know, they'd release a, a new campaign book every three or six months or so. They have seven or eight scenarios and a new character or two and a couple of new units yep. in the book. Um, and it just gave gave the game a whole lot of momentum. I think I think they've stopped doing it like Lord of the Rings is really. <laughs> they've just put yeah, it yeah. on the back burner now. But a couple of years ago, they were putting it, was, it out regularly yeah. and it was... They're bringing was out really, a heap of scenery this week or something. It was so Lord good of the Rings. for the community. Are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I been, so. I've really been following it. Yeah. Like, oh, like... So their pre-order or something come up. <laughs> Josh, Josh is, get, is getting excited. Oh, I think it's the... Um, not Gondor, it's the other... What's the, oh, is it? it? might be... I don't know. It's one of those. It's city stuff like ruins and stuff. I think it's Osgiliath, whatever it's called. It's I don't know what it is, but... Anyway, um, I didn't get to the old world faction stuff, but well, maybe we'll just push that again because um, it's getting on. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover or is that pretty good for this week? No, and we'll good. get excited for psychology. We'll get all, we'll yeah. get all psyched oh, up for Osgiliath psychology. Stuff, yeah. Oh, it is yeah, Osgiliath. Yeah. Okay. They're putting out a plastic translucent. Oh, yeah, they're the weird. Dead? How do you paint that? hell? How do you paint <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they've wow. done it before though or something. I haven't Have seen them, but yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. <laughs> is it? Is it? I'm like... not not picking up Lord of the Rings, but you know that is cool. Yeah. Is it like yeah. ethereal looking, or is it? Yeah, just... like part yeah. of the ethereal yeah. parts, like That's a translucent idea. plastic. Yeah. But I think you oh. you still paint a bit of the unit, don't you? A bit of the cloak or something, or not the whole thing isn't. I'm assuming the translucencies are clear yeah. plastic, right? Because in the pictures they've got, they've got like a bluish tinge to them. Yeah. It's so not like Friday. That's, that's been painted on. Actually, it was. It Friday was Lord of the Rings. Ring. So you could get the ring one, and it was just clear plastic, like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Fredo. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. all clear. But you that's could easily random miniature. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't paint those. Like he would leave. No, them as, that's as right. Clear it was more plastic. like just a yeah. marker. Um, but the Army of the Dead, because they're not, like in the movies, they're got a bluish tinge and yeah. a more green, blue tinge. Yeah, um, that's what you're trying to replicate with him. I have the photo, by the way. <laughs> I have a lot of Lord of the Rings here. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, yeah. good, good minis. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, I'll leave the old world stuff. We'll chat about the mini. I mean, it's, you know, maybe we can chat next week. We might actually have um, a guest on next week. So we'll go, go out. Well, see how we go. Get an ABD. A, 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 
What's his actual nickname? <laughs> Angus is what does he always go by? A A S B A S B A S B. I got it. Keeps keep saying A D B A S B. Yeah, um, but yeah, Angus on. Um, hopefully, I'll have to chat to him. I talked to him the other week and said, let's get on, get him on for a bit of a a um, tactical Bella. discussion, but not so much Ooh. specifics on six. But I was hoping to have a chat about like just I don't know like processes and checklists and things that you might take into any type of war game not just warhammer but like some of the things that you might think about you know in terms of deployment or or per per turn what are the type is there anything you would tend to always if you, you know if you think about a certain thing like um just to sort of help you get a, a bit more tactical i don't know yep. if it made total sense but i mean i think we can come up with some things that Either nah, we do or we don't yeah, do yeah. or we should do, you know, um, yeah. which just helps. And I know every version is probably a little different, has different stuff, but I think you can come up with, you know, some that are a bit more, um, you know, long-term as well or greenfield or whatever you call it that are just, you know, they have some yep. legs to them. Yeah. So hopefully we'll chat that. We'll mm. obviously have the psychology stuff to chat about and maybe we can have mm. a bit of a chinwag about what we think. The um, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about it's more models. That's all I want to talk about. Like, what are the you know, day one? What's going to be not so much in stock, but in store, but like on the website. You know, what are you going to be able to buy? What are you not? You know, that type of thing. Uh, what do we think their plan is down the track with iOS releases versus not? And just a bit of a, you know, some of the stuff I've heard. Just want to talk through some of that. So, yeah, that should be good. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to have time to talk about that at some point. Mm, <laughs> keep gonna, pushing. It I feel like this these. this week we would have time because we yeah. only had one article yeah. and hobby. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And somehow you we still us. managed to Surely. get close to two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> and we we can keep talking, but oh. at some point I need to uh, no. get the episode. Oh, the people demand the content. The people <laughs> yes, demand they it. Do. We need Having to give said it to that, them. that's a good good segue into the outro and actually other people. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, thanks for listening to us. We will we'll we'll get out of here in a second. But I did want to bring up, um, you know, if you're enjoying it and you're enjoying our yeah two and a half hour rambles, or whatever, um, <laughs> it really does help to get five star reviews up on your podcast software of choice. And I've noticed we've got like I think. Uh, I think it was like 18 on Spotify. Spotify must be easier to rate. Um, yeah, they're not Ooh. text ones. They're just the actual, you know, five-star ones. I think we we average 4.8, so some arsehole out there must have given oh. us an under five, so I'm going to hunt him down. <laughs> um, yeah. Just kidding. Um, we got five <laughs> on five out of five on five reviews or something. No, three reviews, I think, in um, yeah. Apple. Good but job, one boys. of them was just... Last week, Jared, his name is, said a very enjoyable listen. Cheers, lads. So thanks for that. I do like it when we get actual text reviews as well. We always appreciate Good work, that. Jared. Good work. <laughs> thanks, Jared. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, if you know if you're, if you're not leaving podcast reviews, you can find us on all the socials. Uh, just search Old World Fanatics. You'll find us. Um, I think we're mostly active on Instagram and Facebook, but, you know, I tried to poke my head in Twitter and stuff like that as well. You can email us on oldworldfanatics at gmail.com. Um, but until then, guys, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for getting on the call, um, Josh and Andrew, and chatting to me on a Tuesday. Uh, cheers, Gummo. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. I will see you next week. There you go. You got your dice, Josh. Thank you. Ooh. I missed out last week.